0: And we are back after massive week one of finals football, Boxhead. Every single game going right down to the wire.
1: It did, yeah. Good weekend of footy. So some controversy, uh, but all in all, I think the right team's won.
0: Yeah, and that's probably a fair point to bring up after a bunch of two-point games and obviously a golden point game won yesterday. Most disappointing for me uh, while I did fight. I think there were some decisions that were pretty hard to call and some that were went up on the bunker or people disagreed with. Just the overall sour taste, everybody blaming the refs, coaches bashing the refs, all that kind of stuff. When I hopped in the car, I did one of the New South Wales Cup games, and after another great game, there was more complaints. Every single one of the games, basically besides Friday night, uh, there was complaints about the result, and just this culture of bashing referees continues.
1: Yeah, well, Todd Greenberg's come out today, so we're going to talk about that, but we should just jump in.
0: Yeah, we'll set of six, and we'll start off straight away. Tackle one in the set of six uh, is Flanagan yesterday and his blow-up about the Cronulla Sharks losing. He had a whole list uh, of grievances in that game. And obviously, week to week, there's some stuff that gets called on the fly, whether it be knock-ons, strips, stuff like that. Those are 50-50s every single week. Um, There was probably a couple of small things that he could disagree with. Uh, The sin bin, uh, according to Bill Harrigan, Archer, anyone else I've heard as far as referees are concerned, that was automatic. They said that was an automatic, that's a pro foul.
1: Which one? The Maloney one? The Maloney one. See, yeah. I disagree with the Maloney one. I, to be a professional foul, it has to be a try-scoring opportunity. He didn't deny... Um, was it Cooper? Or was no. it uh, Ethan Lowe? Lowe. It was, he didn't deny Ethan Lowe a try-scoring opportunity, in my opinion. So I thought that one was harsh. I thought the Fafita one that went between his legs went back. Um, but other than that, it just... I thought the others were... And I don't think any of those had an impact on the game. Because regardless of what... Um, Sort of, any, or it, apart from the, the 10 in the bin. The 10 in the bin, I thought, 10, 10 minutes to me is a long bloody time to have someone off the field. So, look, that, that played a role, but that was before half-time. They had a whole 40 minutes to rectify the result. They were ahead by, weren't they ahead by 8 with like 10 to go, something like that, or 15 to go. So I think it was 8-0, they took a, the two. If eight, you're the two. premiers and you're playing a side without their best two players and Matt Scott and Jonathan Thurston, you shouldn't win. No, and even more so than that. The bigger picture in all this is that Flanagan's done a good job of masking the underperformance of his side that won the competition last year with refereeing decisions. When you look at their stats and you look at their season as a whole, and it was poor.
0: Yeah, they were disgraceful. But he's one of the worst for it, which is my big up. And again, yesterday... He puts all those complaints on, but how about your 37 missed tackles, your 17 errors, and your completion rate of 60%? Yeah,
1: that's why he lost the game.
0: You're going to absolutely kill yourself against any side, even one that was as under strength as the Cowboys were, if all those things are how you're going to dish up your performance in a game of finals football. First half of that game, they had all the football, complete dominance, all the way down the other end. How about you look at your coaching tactics and blame yourself for once? All the piss-poor errors, effort and discipline, not to mention no, it's, five it's, up. They're just taking hit-up after hit-up for a kick. They could have blown that side off the park. Mm. And all they scored off is, in my opinion, something that Paul Green can complain about. I didn't think their first try was a try. No, I, I thought sure, Winnerstein stein yeah. dropped it and then got his arm back on it when it was on the line, which would constitute dead in goal, wouldn't it? Even yeah, he knocked it in the field of play. I,
1: um Paul Green said that today. He said, look, we've copped some good ones and bad ones during the year. That's part of the game. And I've got a few things that I want to ask the referee's boss this week. And that's it. Like, play on.
0: Yeah.
1: Referees, yeah, they, they didn't decide any game this weekend, in my opinion.
0: And, then and we... I might be wrong. I
1: don't know. But yeah. I, I don't think they...
0: Flang it. Flanagan but in. I'm
1: unbiased. I don't even have a team in the final. So yeah. I, don't, I don't care, really, who wins it. I think Melbourne are the best team. And I'd like to see them win it. But if they don't win it, I'm not going to lose any sleep.
0: Yeah, well, Brad Arthur only had one little complaint. We'll talk about that later, though. But number two in the tackles, the set of six, is Trent Barrett. Much the same, blowing up. Obviously not uh, as big a repeat offender, in my opinion, is Shane Flanagan, who seems to just find any excuse he possibly can to have a whinge about the referees instead of taking a look in the mirror. Uh, Barrett's blow up. <clears throat> I'm. It's, it's just It is what it is, as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't tell whether he knocked it on or not, and it's pretty straightforward. If it goes up a try and there's insufficient evidence to overturn it, That's the way it goes. But,
1: yeah, the part in all this is that the fault is in the process, not in the result. The the process of having to make a decision on the field and then not having sufficient evidence to either overturn it or award it means that they stay with that on-field decision, and that's been a problem all year. That's a glaring fault I think in the process of sending the decisions to the bunker.
0: So, but if you didn't, but have we're to playing, make... we
1: can't change the rules now. We've been playing under that system all years. So yeah. don't don't complain about it now that you're on the end of
0: one. But my other one is if you change it for them not to send it up with a decision, and you still couldn't tell. In my opinion, the no. But so what would the, the doubt, call? What would the call have been then? The benefit of the doubt used to go to the attacking team. So if we went, but back there to shouldn't the be things... a benefit of the doubt. Well, that's the way to it me. Used to work, to so me, so...
1: you can't. There's no evidence there to show that it hit his hand. So for me, it would have been a try.
0: That's what I'm getting at. But even people said, oh, if we go back to the old way, why does the Ref have to make a call? Because and then the bunker nine times out of ten sticks with him. Yeah, if get you that. go back to the way things were, and he sent it up a try, or he said, you know. No, I but don't I just know.
1: think it's a cop out for the bunker just to be able to go, oh, we don't have enough evidence to overturn it, and bang, we're just playing with the game. So. Yeah, and the thing is that everyone expects them to get it right and what is right is based on your opinion and everyone's opinion isn't the same. So you're never, ever going to be black and white and you're never, ever going to get 100% of them right in anyone's eyes. We're, we're looking for perfection in an imperfect game. Uh, and to me, I could not see evidence that it touched Tyrone Peach's hand. Do I think it probably did? Yeah, I think you probably got a whisker on it.
0: I, I do, but, but like, I
1: couldn't see that on I, the vision.
0: I couldn't see it and again, I'm going to... Go back to it, I'm not saying his word's gospel, but there's extra angles that the referees, bossed even Bill Harrigan had, because they spoke to him on Triple M. Yeah. And he said... What did Bill he, Harrigan say? He couldn't find a touch. Okay. And he went through all the decisions, as well as the offside, Um, you know, a couple but other But in ones. the
1: end, again, what minute was that in? What, like the 65th minute? You've had sixty five minutes to be ahead and put the game away like you did the week before. I didn't hear Trent Barrett bitching about the refs the week before when yeah. they blew Peneth away. Well, you've
0: also got to look at it this way. They've gone to that game, you know, they've thought it was going to be a walk in the park like it was the week before. They made some uncharacteristic errors. I thought Cherry Evans was basically absent for the most part. You are a bomb one over the line. you yeah, dropped like one that, over the line, that's right. Yeah, and, and Dylan Walker. The, the one, Walker one I I, I that one. I thought
1: he was on side, but man, I, I don't know. I
0: well, Again, I, don't, I don't know. With this whole thing where they're saying we should have the technology to put a line across the field to see if both feet were or weren't. Um,
1: but it's not like the NFL. The fields aren't flat.
0: No, they've got a camber in the middle of the field, which we've spoken about. What's a camber? Oh, it's got like a camber where it raises up a little bit and it drops off at the further ends of the field. That's also for the runoff of the water yeah, well, it's, irrigation That's like when systems. you
1: look at the lines. Like when you look down the lines, if you're on a corner post, they're not straight. No. Because of that. Yeah. The, the undulations of the field. like We're not we're not like America where it's only...
0: Yeah, it's just dead flat.
1: Yeah, and they're indoor stadiums. Mm. And the other most part for them. that
0: for a lot of ours is for irrigation reasons as well. A lot of them yeah, have Yeah, well, you look slime.
1: at the NFL fields once they get some water on them. They are bogs.
0: They hammer. Whereas mm. ours, like I said, if you go to the in goal and look down the look field, I wouldn't
1: mind them, if that's the way they're going to go, like but then again, you've got soccer, you've got all sorts of different sports played. They're multi-purpose fields most of ours. Was so. that
0: one sent up a try or a no-try though? I can't remember. Which one? Dylan Walker's one.
1: It was sent up try.
0: Because, see, in my opinion, on that, I. You couldn't see enough of I couldn't Davis tell. It. So, as far as going on that other rule again, insufficient or not.
1: Well, we were watching her on HD on a big screen at my place, and.
0: I thought it was dead flat at best. So did I. So, if, if you've got to have go, both
1: feet behind.
0: I don't know you can tell from that far away yeah, though I, if don't you know. I thought it was pretty.
1: Okay, so he's got a little bit go. of a gripe with that one. I don't think, yeah. But again, they're 50 50 calls, and you put yourself in the hands of the referees when you don't play up to your potential and you get yourself in a 50 50 game. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: I'm not disagreeing. Right? I didn't think they were that great on the night. No,
1: notice, I didn't. So. You look at their performance last week, and you look at their performance this week. And Trent, the first thing Trent Barrett should have come out and said is that we were ordinary. We were below or a, a ways away from what we were last week when we blew Penrith off the park. I didn't think Penrith were that much better.
0: No, I didn't think either side was outstanding, to be honest. And. <laughs> Uh, it's not taken you know,
1: Penrith got the try Off the off the rebound Off the goal post yeah. Then they got the Peachy try Which is deflection. deflection So you know
0: And at the end Was a garbage time try The crash over But you, yeah. make, you make the argument If you're 50-50 I was 50-50 on that one call The offside one If it goes back And Peachy's is, is or isn't a try It could be 16-10 The other way It could be 16 or could be going to golden point But yeah. there's the ifs ends or buts about it Um like I said, my biggest thing listening to it all again yesterday is whether you're a fan or you're not a fan. That's the big issue. Shouldn't Every, be talking about it. Everyone's How got there.
1: We're 10 minutes into the podcast and all we've spoken to about is referees.
0: Yeah, well, tackle three and touching on who you said spoke today was mm. Todd Greenberg. and To be honest, uh, I think he's done a pretty ordinary job since he's been in. thought he would have been uh, an outstanding candidate for the job, but today I think is one of the best things he's done since well, he's we been We came
1: in out charge. and issued both breach notices to Barrett and Flanagan, which I think to me, he's very, very interesting because in Flanagan's press conference yesterday, he said that he'd spoken to Brian Canavan and cleared that he could go into the press conference and make comment about the refereeing decisions as long as he wasn't questioning their integrity. So I find it interesting that the NRL, Todd Greenberg's then come back today and said, no, 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 it's it's a fine, uh, but... It, doesn't meet the indicators that the coaches were told would be a fine, if that makes sense. So, yeah,
0: well, I think it's pretty straightforward that we've interesting. had some close games over the weekend the and we should be talking about the football and it's just been all about point. coaches and referees bashing it. And again, all I've read today, instead of, man, like close games is fans who got knocked out, obviously griping, anyone else who's impartial to the game griping or compare it to AFL or whinging about crowds. Everyone's just finding a negative, always looking for a negative. And mm. that's one thing, again, uh, the good and the bad of... Social media generation. I obviously it's great for us. We get this platform to do a show for people out there that obviously love rugby league, and I enjoy it from that side. But some of the shit you read, honestly, mm. it's enough to ruin your day or just do you it And well, uh, I don't
1: read a lot of it. You do a lot of our social media.
0: Ninety percent right? of it just kills me a lot of the time. And, and you I, probably
1: you probably deal with ninety percent of it. I, I I sort of drifted away from social yeah. media a couple of years ago for that reason. I just, can
0: I can understand, but just like I love rugby league, and because I, I
1: found that I'd put an opinion up there, and people just get personal and oh, bug the fuck out of here. So I don't, don't I, don't really,
0: I don't really need it. But, you
1: know, my opinion's my opinion. Yeah. I don't need to be slandered for it. No,
0: so. no I'm a bit the same and I always try to word things a certain way or say things on here when people listen to it and, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's opinion. It's generally football related. Nothing's ever personal. But mm. uh, social media, just looking at today, has killed me. And <laughs> just bashing certain teams, certain players. And, again, I probably sounds a bit biased because I'm a Melbourne fan, but I, just, I still don't get it. I really don't get it. Right. Uh, referee, Smith, did like. Smith wasn't involved In half the decision Anything anyone's talked about From the weekend mm. And it's Cameron Smith's fault Apparently We hate people like, Because they're good
1: Tall the, poppy and, syndrome Tall
0: poppy syndrome Exactly what you're talking about Kills me You've just got someone Who's played the record amount of games Or are the best coach Or Wayne Bennett Who's been slandered The last few years And I'm a culprit For giving him a bit of shit When he was at Newcastle But not for his whole career I just thought he left the club In you know A shit state That is no reflection On the 30 plus year career That has been absolutely outstanding He's the best coach of all time Yeah, That's no, just pure Not a football I
1: thing ten, i I don't say anything on here that I wouldn't say to someone's face. So. Exactly.
0: And that's what I'm getting. I just mm-hmm. I just don't get and again, that's my other gripe with other people uh, last week, oh yeah, three fifty six for cheating this, that and the other. How many games of first grade you played? Because I haven't fucking played any. Zippo. You haven't played any? Plenty of people out there, you're armchair experts, or you sit there with your beer and you yell over the fence, but I tell you what, if you get on the field you get your ass handed Headed to, to you <laughs> by just about every single one of these blokes, <laughs> so um, can we just ginger? Like, I know, and again, it's going to sound easy for me because my team ended up winning on the weekend. You might have thought there was some contentious calls in the Storm game, but fuck, just... Can you? anyone ever watch the football without having to grow up or having to get your keyboard or get a phone or just dwell on it for a whole week? I, I, watched, I watched
1: my team bomb a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl and didn't complain about any decision or you know, anything. I was sweating so, bullets in all those games. I've got my head wrapped around sport pretty good. I, I don't tend to blame referees. <laughs> But you know, look. We look at like you look at Origin. We've never come on here and said no. New South Wales lost. How many times of have we slammed all the jerks whatever? that
0: have defended New South Wales mm. because we're just <clears throat> we have a shit culture and we play ordinary football. We just tell right? it how it is, and we're poorly coached. We never look for excuses for New South Wales because there is no excuse. But. Just purely as a sports person, I watched all those games. I enjoyed them. Yeah, there were some of those moments. It probably rolled me up a little bit. It made it even better for me, but I really enjoyed the weekend. Mm. And then to read all the crap I've read yesterday and today. Well,
1: again, we're 13 minutes in. That's all we've spoken about. Let's move on. All
0: right. Well, we move on now to tackle four. And again, not one of the more positive side of things, but something I have to touch on. We talked about Matt Moylan last week. Pendant's won on the weekend, and now there's talk straight away today and yesterday. He might be included this week. You're a coach. I'm, you know... N- never going to be claiming to be anything near that. You're the smart one out of us too. culture culture-wise, team setup-wise, everything that's going on on and off the field, personal issue, club issue, coach issue, whatever it is. There's no way, surely, if you were the head coach of the Penrith Panthers, that Matt Moylan gets to play this week, if the one to seventeen are all healthy, ready to go, that won that game last week,
1: if Gus Gould allows it.
0: That's yeah, but that's, yeah, that'd be going back the on everything. That on the coach the, um, and yeah, you
1: know, <clears> that that'd go back on everything they've. Set in that culture there, like I've, said, I've been within those four walls for a long, a long time, and I I think I understand the culture there, and I think I understand that the way that Gus likes to do things at the Panthers, and <clears throat> if that rings true, Matt Mooreland won't play for the rest of the year.
0: But also for me, as a bloke who unless
1: unless he came out this weekend uh, this week and said, look. Uh, we're considering playing him. Uh, he won't play this week. He may play next week. Set it up even for then? later. But to me, the the statement last week, to me, sounded like season done.
0: Done. They said he's done. He's not playing <laughs> again this year. Personal issues. He's getting the time so out. So it
1: be a huge... Um, Backflip, wouldn't it, to but have him this again. weekend? And, it, and what is it because they expected to lose last week? Like I listened to Gus's podcast and he basically said that Penrith had no chance. Exactly. But um, he's,
0: deflected and he's deflected. He's deflected. Yeah. He's the Well, we listened to that together
1: on our way to a game last week. So
0: He's the master of manipulation in putting his yeah, words that, in the, the right sense. I'm not you, saying it a bad you way. You don't
1: need to be contradictory. No, so to me, if, if he played this week, that'd be contradictory to what Gus had to say last week. But
0: forget what Gus said. As a coach, if I'm uh, Griffin, yeah, but, but you... Gus
1: has done a good job protecting Griffin from this issue. It, it clearly is a Moilan Griffin issue. Yeah. Otherwise, why wouldn't Griffin be the one but taking the, other side the of fun this... on this?
0: They want to keep May and Edwards, supposedly, who need bigger upgrades than what they've got now. And Cleary's obviously, it's been released, is one of the top five lowest players. All these guys are going to have to get paid at some point. Hmm. If there's one way to step on everyone's toes, as far as I'm concerned, it's to bring Moylan back this week. Forget Tyron May or a few of these guys saying they want him back. If I'm Tyron May and I've come in and I've been part of about four wins and I've had a hand in three of them, basically, on my Hmm. own, turning the tide, I'm Cleary playing with him and I'm Edwards, and all of a sudden this bloke comes back and he's going to take one of our spots. It's not really It's interesting out, because
1: yeah. you've got Brisbane and Penrith, and both teams have not had a settled spine for the last three months. It's 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 an interesting game, but for me it's a football decision. Like I'm a coach. If you're asking me from a coaching perspective, I don't give a shit about what Gus said last week or you know how it looks on the club. I'd still um, prefer May. But I'd I'd make it first and foremost on a football with the decision. And I think personally they've got a better chance winning with May Cleary. And Edwards, well,
0: they have been winning that way, and that's <coughs> yeah. the way forward, as far as I'm concerned. And look so. for me,
1: how do you know? Do you know what Edwards is? Uh, sorry, Moylan's headspace is going to be. Um, how does he come back and play? Well,
0: let's frame yeah, it. It's this too way.
1: much. Is Moylan going to be the difference between them winning and losing in Brisbane? No,
0: mental side of things, <coughs> rehab not being done properly. He's broken down his last couple of games in yeah. Canberra. He missed nine tackles, got bulldozed. What if he goes on and then and snaps then got- his
1: hammy, and you got to. Yeah. You know, you've got to shuffle and
0: it'll get ugly. May, again, who I've said it, compliments Cleary better. And I tell you what, I don't think I've got any better support the last few weeks from anybody. But finally, I've heard the one comment that I've been looking for off somebody with some relevance, Joey Johns, I'm pretty sure it was. And mm-hmm. I'm 90% certain because I've watched a shitload of football and TV over the weekend, I'm pretty much 90% certain it was Joey Johns of all people who know something about halves, says that May compliments Cleary better. Who does? And that's what I've been half on about the whole time for anybody out there. And then someone else said, oh, what about Manley? If they bought him and Blake Green got moved to the Warriors, those rumours, and Moylan was at Manly, would he make a difference? So what, Blake Green, who did all the kicking, well, it constructed everything? It doesn't thing. it
1: doesn't, because, again, when you're looking at, does he compliment to Cherry Evans? No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. <coughs> Green <coughs> they're does they're all the clients. dirt
0: work for him. That's why I'm sitting there just going, what? Just stop, just mm. stop. Stop Address the issue. Stop giving people raps. You and he's know, not just... playing fullback over Trebovich. But face the situation for what it is. The guy, like Darren, he's Darren. He's not Darren Lockyer. No. But back to the base issue of this playing this week, just purely from a coach's point of view. Take the personal, the mental no. side out of it. He's not my team. We won with that in seventeen. He had these issues off field. He wasn't supposed to play again. I'm not bringing you back now. Mm-mm. They've won without him. They've been winning without him. He's when not. When's the last game he played? <clears throat> Well, he hasn't played in the last two weeks. The Raiders game, he come back that day, and he was done after that game again. And like I said, he was bulldozed. In so that he didn't game. play
1: against St George. No. There you go. So he hasn't played St George. He hasn't played Manly. Manly. So he's been out for a month.
0: Yeah. And then we've got personal issues, health. <coughs> and you're and going
1: the, to Brisbane, away from
0: home. You haven't been doing your rehab properly, supposedly, and he's not happy. So, what are you? What are you doing? Well, it,
1: it's a it's a short turnaround of so, uh, somewhat because. They had to play Saturday night, Sunday's a ride-off, and you're travelling to Brisbane for a Friday game. So you've really only got, you're only going to get really two, maybe three quality sessions in this week. So Just, you don't need to be... You don't touch it. Yeah,
0: Don't fix what isn't broken. No. And particularly
1: if the club's uh, honest expectations were to not win last weekend.
0: Well, Stick that, with the same side. I think that was pretty clear, but mm. uh, we'll move on from that issue because I'm sick of talking about that. But uh, Tackle five, we have the Broncos. And obviously then the other night, you've said the last few weeks that you feel that Ben Hunt would be better suited... To playing at the seven, I think it's a bit hard now, especially with Darius Boyd also being out. And I was kind of surprised the other night that, well, to me, it was a real strange tactic to have Mead off the bench, swap him so quickly with Nicarima instead of just going with a straight out fullback in Jermaine Ozako, who also got Queensland cut fullback of the year. I think he's a pretty safe footballer. But I just, what what would you do? Like Mead would be a
1: bit of fullback for me.
0: Mead's going to be a fullback me. Mead would be my
1: fullback for the rest of the year. Well, until Boyd comes back.
0: Yep. And what if Boyd was back with the ben half Hunt, situation? Ben
1: Hunt is your best half. He's the best half in the club. So why isn't he playing in the halves?
0: Well we've both agreed that Nicarima in particular last month has really struggled to feed some quality ball to James Roberts and Gillette who have been a bit quieter. You don't need
1: pitch. you don't they don't need uh they don't need someone manipulating the Ruck Brisbane. No. They they don't need Ben Hunt at nine. I'd put Thiday at nine. I'd put McGuire at nine, I don't, like, and swap them over. Are they only, go, only going there to pass the ball? You need. could ben play Benji Marshall at hooker. Like, I, to me, you don't you don't move your number one and make him a number two elsewhere. He's clearly not a number one hooker. Like, he's not as good as McCulloch. No. So you don't sacrifice one position to smother another. No. In in my book, so. I think he's got the best kicking game. I think they're really lacking a kicking game. Milford's uh kicking games ordinary. Nickarimas isn't much better. I think that's why he moved Marshall into the halves last week to try and, you know, improve their kicking game. And I do think it improves slightly, but
0: he had an, he had an off night the other night. Though. To
1: me, yeah, David so. Mead, he'll do his job, he'll catch the ball, he'll run it back, and you know, he's not you're not gonna get that ball playing aspect out of him, but you don't need it if you've got Hunt and Milford in the halves. They're the two creative guys in your team. Yeah. The other option is you move Milford to fullback. Move Hunt into the seven, play Marshall, and then just play Mr. Fix at nine. You play Nicaragua at nine.
0: Well, that's the thing I didn't get. Out of all, any of them, probably to play nine, who's played it more, Nicaragua's come through the grades playing As nine, nine. fullback seven. Yeah. Defensively, you can hide him. So I have no problem mm. with him dishing off the ground, and he's more likely to run. And like you said, out of him and Hunt, mm. who's the better half? Hunt. It's Hunt. So Hunt's you the need best Hunt half in the club. To be playing seven. Um, but you know, and whether
1: it, this is a long term thing from Bennett saying, "Well, you're not playing here next year, so yeah. we're just going to play at nine." I think it's what I said. My
0: seventies, like, but you want to win this year. Yeah, I get that, and I think it is what I said maybe eight weeks ago when we talked about this, and you're frustrated about it. It honestly seems like he's basically middle fingered Hunt, using him Which however is dumb. he can. Use him me, right that's right
1: now. he's taken it personally that he's left. Like yeah, but Brisbane, are, Brisbane get more players to their club than what walk out. So yeah. I find it very strange that you know he. He throws it, his hands in the air and has a big a spack that he's left the club.
0: But like, even Ben Hunt, to be, he said he came out and volunteered to play that position. Wayne's agreed and they've said he's the best nine because he's played a little bit off the benches a night. He played nine years and years and yeah. years ago. I'm still sitting here going, well, surely you're looking at the situation and the way things are playing out at the halves. And Milford, I will give some credit to, is playing the year with a busted shoulder. He could take a time bomb, could be done at any moment because yeah. he does require surgery. You need... Hunt out Nicorema just to patch that up and for To her. me, sure. the
1: other side of it is their middle's getting smashed anyway. I'd, I'd move Gillette. You know, we said this talking the other night. I'd, I'd move Gillette into lock.
0: I just Look think it the gives front, you a say so. Yeah, and,
1: and strengthen your side up like that. I I don't really think they need Gillette on that right edge. I don't, I don't think the ball's getting there with any sort of fluency anyway. So you might as well strengthen up your middle and just tighten your game right up. And I, they're going to have to do that against Melbourne anyway if so, they get to melbourne yeah well that yeah exactly but i mean looking looking ahead you'd expect them to beat penrith this week provided yeah again it's probably 50-50 i,
0: I guess your only issue but if
1: you're going to go to melbourne and win you can't you can't go to melbourne and win with a weak middle
0: no and like we said before they're leaking through the middle blair got exposed the other night there was a couple of guys that got exposed on in all honesty when they have a say say Coming onto the field, he is a real impact, as is offhand Gowrie and Pungai Jr. I don't know if he's back this week, but if you had Pungai Jr., offhand Gowrie on the bench, Maguire move back to prop with say a say say, and then you move Gillette to that middle spot where he's such a good one on one defender, at least he's going to get some football because he's yeah. getting none on that edge. You put Thida out there because you're going to get Fide, You get an 80 out of him. and we're right? not the biggest fans of Sam Thida either. But he's clearly better when he's playing on an edge. He's got better footwork. He'll he's more, more gas. natural. He to defends that. well. Yeah, and he's more natural to that position mm. than Gillette is. Gillette's an outstanding defender, but he's not the most polished line runner. Mm. And I know he plays there for Australia, which makes it even harder. No, no, to bring I, that I up, think but... I
1: think Gillette's a back rower. Mm. I, his best position is right back row. Mm. But for me, they're getting murdered in the middle.
0: They are, and they need someone to lock getting it murdered down in the middle. Mm. Like
1: you look at what Parramatta's done to them twice. Was and I look at Parramatta and go, I don't like Parramatta's front row.
0: No. I Tim Manner, Daniel Alvaro. And what did I really? say when McCulloch went out? The one thing you're all giving credit for towering up your mob with Ben Hunt there, what does McCulloch do? McCulloch locks down the middle. They're missing that one player right now that does all the clean-up work, all the dirty work, 50 something tackles. Gillette has the ability to do that, and he's one of the best one on one defenders in the comp. Mm-hmm. I think a few small tweaks could maximise all those guys, much like you're saying, and make things better. But. I don't think they're going to make a whole lot of changes this week, Brisbane, but that's just our opinion. And the last tackle we have here, Maguire, he is gone, obviously, literally while we're doing the show and talking about it. They got out of a board meeting and fired him while we were on air last week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And Anthony Seabold has taken the job. We both mentioned that for anyone that doesn't know Anthony Seabold, he's obviously done one hell of an apprenticeship. Yeah, He's been everywhere. He's done Queensland Cup. He played some first grade. He played some Super League. He's been in the Melbourne system, He's the Queensland assistant, he's been the South's assistant, and obviously the Manly assistant, and he said it in his own pref con, uh, press conference. His sole occupation has been rugby league for 10 plus years now. Mm. Um, he makes everything that you want in the modern day coach. I think the funny thing for me is now reading back to what South did. Why I thought they handled things well to wait till the end of the year before they dismissed Maguire. Apparently they had a board meeting asking what he was going to do next year, and he was fired that same day. So I kind of find that a bit weird mm. that it almost sounds like he was blindsided and he didn't know about it. They were Ooh, asking they, him they, that's what he port. was going to do to get the best out of the Burgess Twins and what was his thoughts going forward. And then it was, okay, now we're going to go talk to Russell and next minute he's fired. So I think in that sense, behind closed doors, why the public appeal and the way it looked like it was handled and letting the year finish, et cetera, looked right, you're hearing some of those murmurs now. and that's, That sounds a bit dodgy. Mm. Sounded like they could have told him a few weeks out before they announced it all that, mate, we're probably going to go a different direction next year. Yeah. So... I think it's the right move.
1: Yeah. I've got a wrap on Seabold.
0: Yeah, I've got a wrap on Seabold so. yeah, as well. Looking at his apprenticeship, the 20s stuff, the Storm, Queensland, uh, all the players, like he said the other day. And you speak to anyone, you may not know him, but uh, there's a lot of respect from some players who have been involved in a lot of those systems. And he's yeah. been in some good systems, there's no doubt about that, as well as playing some football. So that's our set of six. Took a bit longer than usual, but please, everybody out there, can we just enjoy the rugby? Like, I know there were some contentious calls on the weekend, but we had four cracking games of football. And if anything, that little bit of controversy in me has left me wanting more. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of one of those sides, I know you're probably hurting, and Parramatta fans probably all hate me right now, and you probably got some gripes in well, that it, game. But no,
1: that, that was a good game.
0: I, I honestly game enjoyed all the games. That's one of the best rounds of finals football. I, I thought there might have been one or two of those games that blew out, and they didn't. Yeah. Um. I, I honestly, I really, and even the under twenties and the cup games. The cup games are a little disappointing. Um. But the two Q Cup games are really, really close, and a couple of the twenties games are some upsets. So we'll, we'll run through some scores for some of those. Mind you, but what do you reckon we review the games from the weekend now we don't yeah. have power rankings or anything anymore?
1: Let's do it. We're not going to do power rankings? Probably not worth no, it. No, not, well, not worth it anymore
0: because no. basically you've got four teams playing at the moment and one and two is obviously going to be the same as they have been all year, Storm Beautiful. and Roosters. But uh, looking at the games from the weekend, the Roosters 24-22 over the Broncos. Let's face it, the Broncos' defence was awful. The Guerra try where he just strolled in, cornered just brushed and past Blair. Um, they look like chopped liver basically, early on to me. Uh, they had some really poor elementary errors. Uh, I just, I I was blown away. I really was. But 14 zip, the Roosters did what they've done all year, basically. They just seemed to play in patches, and they're their own worst enemy. And they almost divided Brisbane back in. But Teow Tau Moga in particular wasn't helping Brisbane's cause. Some of the silly errors and the penalty, like just the simple shit, like not wrapping your arms when you hit Pierce. Like, honestly, hmm. like what, what are you doing? Um Later on in the half, though, they got that try where that kick went in from Benji Marshall for Roberts. 14-6, that gave him a little bit of glimmer of hope heading into half time, but second half started the exact same way. Gillette dropped the ball cold, Esese, et cetera, And Keary, he exposed Milford, and then he set up Latrell, who dropped that football over the line, and you thought it was going to get put to bed. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, they just, just do the same thing we've talked about again. Uh, they found that try. Hunt got that solo try from dummy half. The 40-20, which I think people clarified now, wasn't a 40-20. Uh-huh. I I haven't looked at the replay of that game again, but apparently he stepped over the line. So Blake Ferguson might have thrown the football back in for no apparent reason. I'd have to <laughs> go back and look to no avail. But at that moment, if you're a Roosters fan, your heart would be sinking because you should have won that game 10 times over.
1: Yeah, they had well multiple chances, didn't they? The trip and the drop over the line. and It was just... Uh... It felt like a game that the Roosters could have comfortably put away, but that, that's the story of their season, yeah. really, isn't it? They've just fumbled and bumbled their way to a lot of close wins, but Tigers the game. positive is they, they're they winning. Well, the, the Titans game is another one.
0: Three, two tries last 10 minutes. Tigers <laughs> game, blow them yeah. off the park first, 20 minutes, <laughs> shut down, errors, penalties. Yeah. Sharks game, score early, put yourself under the pump for 60 minutes, penalise yourself out of good ball, put yourself in your own line, defend, defend, defend get a penalty late. Still find a way, They've got the yeah. record in the league, I think, this year, I equaled it with 10 wins within six points.
1: Well, players. there's always a team. Well, there's always a team year, that does
0: it. Yeah, so. Well, last year they lost eight of them and it got them 15th. This mm-hmm. year they've won all of them and it's got them into second yeah. place. But they keep doing it. This is not a fluke.
2: Mm-mm.
0: But they're honestly their own worst enemy. Yeah. And uh, as bad as I thought Brisbane were, I was just still stunned that this team is one game away from a grand final and they've been playing like this all year. If they get it right and I keep saying it and I say it, and I haven't dropped them out of my power rankings for one or two the whole season. No. If they get it right, to me, they are the only legit side on their day that could literally not only beat Melbourne, they could belt Melbourne if they really wanted to. But the perfect 80 minutes, let alone just getting half a game of football out of the Roosters, seems near impossible. Yeah. It really does.
1: Well, they can't play Melbourne now until the, till the GF. So that's the that's the grand final I'm hoping for. But I'm hoping for four good games to get there.
0: If we got Para <coughs> Storm again, a replay after what we saw the other night, mm. uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. Plus, I know there's a lot of Para fans obviously still pissed about 09, and rightfully so. Yeah. You played against a team that cheated and you feel like you should have got that title. Um, so, that, that one I wouldn't be disappointed with now if they're on that side of the draw.
1: We're either going to have Roosters or Para.
0: Because can, the Cowboys aren't going to get through two or, games in Sydney. I tell you what, I'm not trying to
1: make it out like. No, I'm, I'm, some not, I'm not. I'm not. No, they're, they're 100 to one to uh, get through. Two I said games I wanted in.
0: to tip them last week, and I know it was some. Some things went their way, but they just don't die. No, I, no, I don't but, think power will make the same mistakes as the Sharks because the Sharks, let's be honest, they've been like that all doing year. It all season, worst yeah. completion rate, most penalised side. They're their own worst enemy. But
1: yeah, but they've also got. No, we won it last year. Yeah, exactly. Sorry.
0: We said that they had that attitude. The few <laughs> guys got paid. There was some Maloney thing, There's things lingering within that side, which kind of tear it apart rather than who are trying to fight for a title. But um, you're 100% right. If the Cowboys can do it this way, well, good, good on them. Uh, and then I said middle of the year, and a lot of people didn't agree, and they probably looking pretty silly now. They all said I was crazy to say that the Cowboys deserve to be there. Well, I think I've been proven right. Mm. They found a way, and they've knocked somebody off. And I said they could upset somebody. I didn't expect it to be Cronulla. Let's put it that way. But, yeah, but they deserve their win. 100%. But back to this game. Brisbane were ordinary. The Roosters weren't much better. They bombed those couple of tries, like we said, but the Broncos and Wayne Bennett wasn't happy. 10 errors, 33 missed tackles, a little bit of lack of cohesion. They got pulled apart in the middle. Um, the Roosters definitely got some things to work on, but they're not going to be complaining. They found a way with Latrell Mitchell at the end. And um, In the questions, we'll talk about it, but a lot of people asked us about edge defense and people defended James Roberts. But if you don't understand inside shoulder defense, you cannot defend James Roberts, can you? No. He was terrible, but we'll address that. Uh, obviously when we get to our questions segment But um, on the Brisbane side of things It was kind of hard for me to highlight somebody I thought Maguire was strong as he always is Plenty of work Glenn um, Then on the Rooster side I thought Kiri was exceptional He was really, really good and He had a hand in most of their opportunities Cordner I thought Pierce was exceptional thought he was solid uh, But Cordner was great Lew Isaac Liu Was really good And Latrell Mitchell uh, Why he does have Some brain snaps Obviously winning The game the other night That was a big moment Yeah the he's rocks and
1: diamonds He's only a baby
0: Yeah 19 years old He's got plenty of time left But moving on to the second game Again Some people are unhappy With this one It was the Storm Versus the Eels And to me The Harves were quite similar For both teams It felt like Melbourne dominated For the first 20 minutes Had all the football Kafusi was held up Munster dropped one over the line um, Obviously they had a car try Some people Thought it was forward Out of the hands But even if you sent it to the bunker, like most wanted, you can't rule on a forward pass. And no, as soon as, as
1: soon as it went past the touchy and he didn't call it forward, it, had, it was going to be a try because they, unless obviously he put his foot out or whatever, they found another reason to deny it. But that's I think that's the reason why they blew it. They blew it try on the field, didn't they? Or did they go to the bunker? Yeah, you can't you can't go up and have a look and because a video referee can't rule on a forward pass, which to me is dumb. Like if they go up and say that that's clearly a forward pass, you should be able to deny the it. The
0: bunker should be able to do everything. When yeah. I watched the replay and I was trying to find why they didn't call it on the field, the only reason I could really come up with is the space between Orvar's hand and when it's left, Scott is given. It looked like an inflection. It's given the touchy almost no time to see a gap between the two hands or the referee. Mm. And I found it hard. By so, the,
1: but are we agreeing it was a forward pass?
0: I, I don't know. I think it. I think it was. I think it probably was a forward pass. And mm. I'm a Melbourne fan, but when I watched the replay, if you want the touchy to make that call, I don't know how he does.
1: No, that, and that's my point.
0: Orvar's in his that's way, and you can't I think rule, that's why so. they,
1: and that's why there hasn't been as much uproar about it because they just blew it. Well, and I there think, wasn't that again, that poor, multiple replays for everyone to build
0: an opinion to be outraged. Poor Parramatta fans are pissed, and apparently this is Cameron Smith's fault again somehow, which I yeah. just don't understand how that's got anything to do with Cameron yeah, Smith. Don't
1: feed the fire. Let's stop talking about
0: the it. Old throwaway line, but um, I honestly thought first twenty they dominated. They didn't score those tries. Parramatta did outstanding well to hold on. They scrambled well. They did all the right things, and then it just flipped, flipped on its head after Curtis Scott made a line break. He dropped the ball. Parramatta get the penalty. Uh, on the back of that from Munster, where he doesn't get back on side, which we know is a profile inside the 10, and then they just start an assault for the rest of the half. Yeah. they had, That was the right call. 100%. I didn't yeah. have a problem with that. I'm not yeah. complaining and again. And you're a Melbourne fan, so there you go. I've got to put it into this sense, and it's pretty straightforward. If you play Melbourne and you get someone in the bin, I know they're already down by four and they got 10 points. I thought they needed more. If you ever get Melbourne short, you've got to take advantage where you can. I know they got two tries. <laughs>
1: They've just got to play better in the second half. But, so uh, yeah, move on.
0: Obviously, rolling in that opportunity. Norman Adokar shot up. I thought that was poor. Curtis Good. Scott, everyone held. He made the wrong decision. Great by Norman. Said the vision there to get that pass out there to Oliver. Then later on, it was 10-4. You talked about it last week. Good notice by you that Melbourne, their A's let go. They release. They leave space around the ruck. Yeah. Kenny Bromwich bit in way too hard. Moses did that cracker pass for Smith. I thought that was a cracking try. I was uh, pretty impressed with that, but... If you have 80% of the football in the last 15 minutes and they couldn't find any more points, considering Suley dropped a couple and we, Melbourne just kept handing over inside their own half, um, you know, 10-4. As a Melbourne fan, I was pretty happy.
1: Oh, at halftime, yeah. I,
0: I honestly thought we would have been in a lot more trouble with the amount of football we turned over. Nelson dropped one, doubled by Suley, Like it, it wasn't. It would have been pretty
1: interesting pretty. if Parramatta came out and scored the first try. That would have oh, been
0: interesting. 100%. But, uh, probably the one late in the half again. People were complaining about Takarangi getting run off the ball as compared to Mahou. Looked at the two replays. Again, it's hard not to sound biased, but from the kick from Moses to where Kronk is at that exact moment, he literally doesn't take a step off the same blade of grass. Does his eyes look to where Tuckering is coming from? I'm not going to say he doesn't because he does. And he does tuck his arm into brace for it. But if you haven't moved or deviated off your line, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't. He literally is standing on the same blade of grass. You're looking for
1: people to to make a movement outside of the line, Mm -hmm. directly to the ball.
0: If you're standing on the same spot, or, or when you're Bryce. not looking
1: and running a consistent line. You're looking for people to change their line to get in the way of someone. Yeah, and again... And I, I don't think Krong did that and I think Mo clearly did.
0: Slater milked the contact, 100%, no problem. But Mo doesn't need to take three steps infield and then mm-hmm. come all the way back three or four Brad steps. Brad Arthur said that. Nothing, he said so. it was dumb.
1: He said it was a dumb penalty to give away Just and done. they should have defended
0: it. 100%. So, so uh, getting into the second half, Melbourne score twice. But the, the the
1: issue that Brad Arthur had and is fair is that not all of them are penalised and that's an issue no. that goes in every, every week, game. though. So, it's it's something that the, the league needs to clear up in the off-season. It's not something that they need to no, you make can't. a big issue of now because we've played under those conditions for you know the last six months. So but it's no difference to my
0: gripe it. about the play the ball. And I've seen Fafir penalised once the other week, but he rolls 20 more. Yeah. Or Jared gets pinned for one and he yeah. rolls 20 more. They all yeah. do it. Don't pull one up, one up. Mm-hmm. And don't pull one person up for walking off the mark. Call all of them or call none of them. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it fair game at the back, <laughs> run a blokes off the ball, go for gold. Yeah. It'll be like NFL punt returns. Just yeah. start knocking blokes on the floor but just don't call one. Um, yeah, second half, obviously, it kind of went the opposite way. They, they looked like the Storm did. They made errors inside their own half. Silly penalties, Mo with that one. Alvaro didn't need to throw. Like, I didn't think there was a great amount of antenna in it, but it was just stupid to bump the elbow backwards. Then later on, he flops on Billy Slater, who's about to get a quick play of the ball, gives a penalty goal away, and his penalty before that led to the try again off a fifth tackle, where Slater has now become... Equal second all time try scorer, and he's also scored the most ever finals tries. Mm. But it just seemed like they couldn't get out of their own way in the second half. They penalised themselves um, later on. People make an argument that Moe's went around Sully's neck. He, you know, he overplayed it, sure. But don't put your arm in that same position again. Um, the head eye from Brown, yes, he slipped over, but he still copped in Like I just, no, I, I can't I, defend I, him because no, I'm no. a Melbourne fan, and again, I'm just, yeah. Anything I say, move on. I think. Look, I think.
1: Melbourne were poor. I thought they were very poor. I think Melbourne probably played good footy for 20 minutes and they looked a class above Parramatta, which is what most of us expected. But Parramatta did did a good job to unsettle Melbourne to a degree. Uh, But like you said, they needed to bank more points with the amount of possession they had and that's probably where the game was won and lost. Because Melbourne, I feel like Melbourne are very similar to the Patriots in the NFL. Like a bit of scoreboard pressure and they get rattled. Mm. Um, And... Parramatta just didn't apply enough scoreboard pressure. If if Melbourne are within within six, I, I I get the feeling that they go look we can score with a minute to go. We're not that worried. No. But as soon as it goes to twelve, they go oh gonna, we don't have to score once. We've got to score twice. Yeah, you know, they like can you panicky. get that? Yeah, they don't, I don't know. Yeah, panicky, but. They just get out of that robotic mode and that cycle, that yeah. they, that, that cycle of probably comfort that they,
0: well, they're so what, used
1: to because they're never really behind by that much.
0: Speaking of robotic, I was impressed that we rolled the dice twice on last tackle and came out with tries, mm. in particular yeah. the 12-pass one that went under the sticks. But the big moment for me was when Munster had open space at our car and I thought he put the wrong kick in. You disagree with me at the time. I thought the grubber was the wrong kick. I thought you could have chipped over the top there. It was literally an AFL layup and he scores, but uh, it no, wasn't I wasn't think
1: I, uh, He got the kick wrong. I don't care how he gets it there. If it's a grubber or a chip, it, it was just too much, too heavy.
0: I just thought that was a safer option. Mm. But yeah, I thought there was a couple of moments like that. And Parramatta, when they finally stopped punishing themselves with the penalties and the drop football, they got in their own half. And last tackle again, it was the theme of the game. A couple of Melbourne players rush up. There's some offloads. Manu slips through and semi-scores. Um, but later on in the game there, when they needed to force an error or do something inside 20, they got frustrated. Norman kicked a seven-tackle set a couple of times. He pressed Sully's head into the floor like it was a you know, in a Breville maker. There was the head eye tackle. There was the grapple thing. So uh, they kind of hurt themselves a bit late on there. But in all honesty, I think they, they fired some good shots. There were some good signs. But you can't make those errors and you can't give away penalties against Melbourne. Mm. And you need to bank more points. And on the Melbourne side of things, I think they're lucky to escape. But defense, again, uh, they only missed 10 tackles in total. Parramatta missed 36. Line breaks, 9-3. to three. They should have created a bit more of the storm. And offloads, 11-2. to two. So like you said, they were very, very dangerous, but full credit to Parramatta. They threw the kitchen sink, they had settled the storm, but they just needed to bank more points. Yeah, Um, yeah, I thought Nathan Brown, as he has been all season, Jesus. I don't know how he fits in a 25-man squad or an extended squad for Australia, but if he's not considered, I'm very surprised. He was epic. And I thought Moses, again, played over. He'll be over.
1: Considered, but he won't. He won't get in.
0: I thought Moses, again, has played over Norman. And I'm happy to say that because I'm one of his biggest critics at the start yeah. of the season.
1: Um, I think probably for the last six to eight weeks he has.
0: Yeah. And on the Melbourne side of things, I like Will Chambers, much like Origin, plenty of dirty carries, did a lot of great work. Smith, pretty solid. And Bromwich warmed up at the back end of the year. I thought Bromwich had a pretty good game. but Yeah. Um, dodge bought there. But congratulations, Cameron Smith, 356 games. That's massive. And Billy Slater didn't know about that record. Most finals tries ever. You forget about him when you haven't seen him for two years, but he's back on the radar now, well and truly. Uh, and any paraffins like I said, any gripes, inboxes, let us know how you feel. All good, open to criticism as far as things are concerned there. Penrith, Emanley, 22-10. to 10. The score doesn't really reflect the game in the end when you look at those few tries and obviously that last-minute try, but whether by coincidence or not, we've been saying for weeks that Wonga Blake can't defend at centre and he needs to be moved onto the wing or out of the side completely. Uh, we also... Didn't know what to do about the fullback situation, but it solved itself this week. By coincidence, Wonga Blake was out for the year. Farahe moved up there. He solved all the problems last week for the last 20 minutes. He locked down that edge. Manly had no luck there. They obviously came into it, to me, a little bit underwhelming. They didn't play to their potential and very uncharacteristic. I thought Tom and Jake made some errors that they usually wouldn't. But in all honesty, uh, Penrith again, I was a bit like, yeah, I wasn't overly impressed. I know they won the game and it was good by them. But inside 20, they still struggle to score points. They really do. Uh, Edwards coming back, great right, by him I thought he had a good game. Mansour was massive in yardage. But even the cartwright thing, a lot of people are like, oh, he won in the game, he was outstanding. He scored off for deflection off the posts. The kick was a deflection. It wasn't like he meant to set up the trial that way. And later on, he crashed over, like full credit to him, he had one of his better games. But don't make it out to be something it's not. They're making it out like they were, you know, highlight real plays. They weren't. No. If anyone's going to get a rap here, I think the forwards held their own, did a really good job. Fire deserves so much credit, it's not funny. And we mentioned it last week. Greg Inglis, when asked who's the hardest person he's had to mark up against, said Dean Farrer, he's a lockdown defender. Yeah, he, he is. He kills an edge, yep. and he did it again the other night. Uh, you know, And Nathan Cleary's kicking game. Well, Nathan Cleary's kicking game was outstanding. Mm-hmm. On the manly side of things, Cherry Evans, I think, has been absent for a few games, and if anything, as many games as he's won and as good as he's been this year, the difference between his best and worst is massive. And I think Blake Green deserves some of his money because he had his hands on everything the other night. And Matty you're right, someone who's been in and out of grade, I thought played pretty well again the other night. And He obviously made that initial break that set up the try for Walker off Tommy's kick, but uh, Uate's drop was critical. And you can look at those two calls, the offside one I was 50-50 on, the Peachy one I was 50-50 on, but at the end of the day, um, that's football, isn't it? Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. And I'd think full stop, Manly, from one week to the other, we're nowhere near what they were. No. And Penrith turned up and... You could have gone one of two ways, which is what we expected. We thought they might have been a bit down and out, but they turned up. They had a red hot crack. Manly weren't quite the same side, and Panthers are moving on. I think this is an overachievement from Penrith, to be honest. From the way they started to the games, they've won to be able to get to this point right now. I think this is a successful season for the Panthers to make week till the finals. Yeah, it's
1: probably a. Um, it was lucky that they really didn't have to put all their chips in last week. To be fair, because Manly really had to go all in last week just to get there. Yeah. Uh, so I think that. Probably took some gas out of them, and I think Penrith sort of saw Manly's cards a little bit as well. So, but yeah, full credit. It was um, an impressive win, and I thought they rattled him. To be fair, like they they rattled Manly, and um, yeah, well, certainly but... certainly a totally different game. We said that last week. A week's a long time in footy, oh, and it just proves that notion. F-
0: forwards Fords better they aimed up. Peachy obviously got stuck in a Walker and tried to give it a bit back, and you know, on all sides of things, they they changed a few things up and it's one of those things as a footballer when you get hurt that way you've got two ways you can react you can stay down or you can layer up and I thought Penrith layered up and got stuck right in so Uh, an ugly win nevertheless and there's still some things to work on in particular the attack inside 20 but they won the game so it doesn't matter yeah exactly Uh, but moving on to the last one a bit controversial for some and any Sharks fans I know we've got a few of them not exactly how you wanted to see things but surely you can agree that with 17 errors 30 plus missed tackles and completing at 60% that doesn't deserve to win semi-final football let alone being that poor all year, especially in the penalties and error rate. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And for feeder, I agree with you. He may not drop that ball, but some of the other offloads and errors he made, they were terrible. Um, the fencing one at the end of the game, yeah, it didn't really look like a strip, but it was blown that way. Did Bolton have his hands on the ball with Gallen? He probably did. But for Gallen to whinge about them, he's milked as many as he's been given. I know it was a critical moment. You can bring that up. But honestly, if you couldn't get up with bringing Way Graham, Jack Bird, two origin players and one that's played for Australia, you had a pretty easy game last week, where you've got the, the benefit of rushing those guys and you've come up against a team that's been playing finals football basically for the last six weeks of the season, had four guys play Origin and you still can't get the job done. Like, what does that say about your season like you said? And they've been poor all year. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I can't defend the video ref decision or any of those little bits and pieces there and the sin-bidding, like you said. It was a big moment, but honestly, the Cowboys have been working everything off the back of a bunch of guys that are busted, a few guys playing out of position. Antonio Winnerstein's on one leg. Asiata's playing in the middle and he's not that big. Bolton's just been getting his ass handed to him every week. It's like Fenson him, getting hammered as well. Tama Lolo's basically carrying all the Brunton Morgans, putting any polish that he possibly can on the back of it. Mm. I don't know what else. It's not a lot you have to plan for with the Cowboys, to be honest. But Yeah, Cronulla,
1: just... Cronulla brought themselves back to the field through what you spoke about. Errors, penalties, poor performance, lack of patience, ill-discipline poor line running and just not applying themselves for 80 minutes and that brought them back to the field cowboys were good enough if close enough and sharks allowed them to be close enough and therefore they got the result so it's a reflection of canola season canola been really really poor uh for the majority of the year and everyone sort of said well wait until they get to the finals and the point that i've sort of said all year is you you can't just get there and flick a switch um and that notion's probably rung true a little bit. Yeah. Uh, as though they, you see it, every now and then the teams can sort of get there and then flick a switch. But it's not something you can just automatically do. And they're professional sports teams and the margin for victory and, and defeat... He's only small, so it's probably an insult on other sides to think that they could just flick a switch and dominate other teams. And
0: that's my thing about Flanagan as well. Just It, it seems insulting to the Cowboys in the year they've had, and all the injuries and all the problems they've had to carry through to get to this point, mm. just to go off and go, oh, well, it was just purely the refs and a few calls. There's a few of those calls every week. Mm-hmm. But you can't make 17 errors in a semi final and complete at 60% in the NRL and expect to win a game of football. And 30-plus missed tackles. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry. i Yeah. I don't know. But full credit to the Cowboys, honestly. They're they're outstanding. Morgan, Tamololo, Bolton's been massive. There were so many guys, even their yardage work. Kane Lynette took some of the filthiest carries I've seen. Um, Yeah, real good effort by them. I find it hard, like you do, to see them back up again this week. I think that was a bit of their grand final again, and the extra time's probably going to hurt. But that's huge. And, again, they've overachieved to me, considering what they've been through. Yeah. Massive year. And huge growth from a lot of players, which makes me worried for next year. I think they're going to be a good side if... Scott comes back and he does his job. McLean keeps playing. He's been good the last few weeks from Melbourne. He joins in. Hess, Tamalo, Cooper, Lowe, that's not a small team. No, it's not. And their 20s side, their season end on the weekend, but they've got a few good kids pushing through from there again. Uh, the Cowboys are going to be back and JT's not playing Brett football. So if he holds up and they have a good year, look out. Yeah. Uh, as much as I disagree with a lot of things he says, I thought Paul Gallen was outstanding again. He led from the front. Um,
1: he was, but I do think he dropped that pill Oh. At a critical time. I don't think there was a hand in there. I, I disagree with that. Can I notion. say one
0: thing as well? And he copped it last but why
1: year. But why did he have to take that carry? They were ready for a field goal and he's banged it's, it in.
0: Like, I it's think, it's I Again, care. it's no different than Fafita's one. They selfish. were ready for the field goal and Fafita ran sideways and threw mm-hmm. that offload and lost it. Oh, all. look,
1: Fafita's was a lot worse, but yeah. I thought... I think Fafita's was just dumb, but I think like lack of game awareness. There's so Whereas many of those think, moments
0: um, that they hurt themselves when they had a chance to win it. it, despite a few bad calls, whether you want to say it or not. They hurt themselves so many times. That's the thing. Mm. Like for Flanagan to win, she should be walking in and going, that, gallon, this, that. There's so many times they hurt themselves. Um, and the other one I want to give credit to is Chad Townsend. I thought he played all over James Malone this year. Yeah, Sold as rock, kicked him around the field yesterday, set up one of the trials. He's had a brilliant year, Chad Townsend, very underrated. Yeah. Great footballer. Um, and again, to bounce back the way he did last year, he played well in the grand final. After having that shocker at Canberra, I, I think this season, for all the stuff about Maloney, guys moving here and there, like you said, that Premiership hangover, Chad Townsend to me has been pretty Much week in, week out. He probably well. had
1: a pre premiership hangover, he didn't play very well last year, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Luke Lewis I thought played pretty good as well. Wade Graham, decent on return, but uh, they're out now, so yeah, mad Monday for the Sharkies boys. But that wraps up all the reviews from the games from the weekend. Just running through some other results in the under 20s. Uh, not many people, I don't know if you pay attention that. I know a Queensland Cup. Or New South Wales Cup. The Cowboys, they were fifth. They are gone. They lost to Manly over the weekend. So, Callum Ponga, that ends his time at the Cowboys. He'll be moving on to the Knights next year. Brisbane versus Newcastle. A game we watched. Pretty decent game. Yeah. Um, Some really good forwards for you Broncos fans out there. The the two front rowers, I think. uh, Well, I
1: watched, in the 20s, I watched all four games.
0: Well, I've got two more to watch, but I know the results, but... The front row Pat Carrigan and obviously Whitbread. And there was a winger. I can't remember his name as well. There were some good players in that Bronco. So yeah, that, that was solid. And Newcastle, you know, uh, Gudgeon, the winger, and a few other players in that team. Dark, the back row, there's some good players there at Newcastle coming through as well. But unfortunately, Newcastle season's over. Uh, the Panthers in one of the finals to make it to the prelim. They went down to the Dragons, who have had a bit of a flat spot that are a pretty good side. Dragons um, were good. The
1: Penrith... It's probably a game they should have won if if you sort of watch the replay. But uh, every time they got ahead, they made a, make an error, and the dragons it just bounced straight back. So I thought physically the dragons dominated them. Yeah. Um they were a bit chippier as well. The dragons they seemed they are to be chippy a chippy side. Yeah.
0: The seven Jackson Willis in particular, he like yeah. really leads them from the front. And-,
1: um, and Penrith just seemed a little bit subdued and a little bit um, neutral. I guess they didn't sort of give it back as and be as aggressive as I would have liked, but. Penrith have got a very young side, like a lot of boys we've coached. Yeah, um, but yeah, they'll they'll live to fight another day.
0: So the Dragons they've moved on; <laughs> they get the week off, uh, and the Penrith, other game. Penrith
1: are lucky, man. They're going to go to the other side of the draw. They don't have to face the Sharks. So really, it's probably a bad thing for the Dragons to have won because the Sharks are going to come up behind them. But based on what I saw on the weekend, the uh, out of the Sharks and the Dragons, I, I think I think the the Sharks might struggle to make the grand final now.
0: Well, the funny thing is... he was
1: super impressive.
0: Well, you know what? They've got the benefit of the doubt of. Raymond Stone played half a season. He played... He was at the Tigers last year, and this is a mess up all the Tigers. They didn't think that much of him. He's moved to para within the first eight games. You know you're playing well if you've gone from... We're not too sure about you. He played 20s Kangaroos. Mm. Then he went straight in a cup, but he still qualifies. So they've got him back. And then Dargan, who's played most of the year in cup, but he's been eligible to come straight back into the team. So they've got like a gun half and a gun four at the back end of the season and your mob, and I told this to you, and it shits me to tears, Greg Luliceo, the winger who made Team of the Year, is an absolute powerhouse. Somehow they thought it was a good idea to let him go. Mm. They said they were fine off. And he's probably going to take semi Rarara's spot next year and he's a beast. Yeah,
1: that, that was super. Parramatta so, uh, and they're Cronulla. Horse.
0: They're a dark horse from fourth.
1: Well, after the weekend,
0: Oregon, after, Confuci, watching it,
1: um, after watching it, and I haven't watched a lot of – oh, I have watched – basically any 20s all year, my, my pick to win it would be Parramatta followed by the Dragons and then I'd I'd say Cronulla and Brisbane were probably just as impressive. And well, Penrith, I'd put all them on the same tier. I think Cronulla will go back and play Manly well, the big this thing... week and that the winner of that will play the Dragons. I, I think Cronulla will I think cruise through that match. Yeah. Um, Penrith, Brisbane Penrith will go into that favourites but it's up there I didn't mind Brisbane, Brisbane. were t- strong through the middle Penrith are young so that game's a 50-50 for me but I can't see either Brisbane or Penrith beating Parramatta based on what I saw so no. but
0: like I said um, it's, it's really good but again
1: it, two weeks is a long time in footy so I, and I think the dry track suit of Parramatta it was a, a cracker day and the, the dry weather they played some Really nice footy, Parramatta.
0: Yeah, Oregon for Kafusi. He's only eighteen. Reed uh, Reed Mahoney. There's a lot of guys on that side who are good footballers. But to get back two guys that have been playing with men all year, that's huge. Yeah, to get back Raymond Stone and Troy Darg at the back end of the season when they've been playing at that level. Yeah. When you've already made the top four and they've basically haven't played with you at all, massive for them. Absolutely massive. So a real dark horse. Cronulla had won 15 in a row by the way before they've lost their last three. Mm. The wheels are falling off at the wrong time. So. Any form
1: that counts his current form, my That's friend. That's
0: right, and the Sharks will play Manly this week. So what does that mean? They're going to go to the opposite side of the draw. Yeah, we're so, about.
1: so Cronulla so. will play Manly. The winner of that will play the Dragons.
0: Yep, yeah, and the Broncos, Broncos, and Panthers. Panthers
1: winner to play Parramatta.
0: Well, I think Parramatta's in the GF. In all honesty, uh, the other side of the draw: Sharks, Dragons. Last time they played, they're going to be Dragons. The Sharks, Sharks hemming it again by twenty something points. That was before this losing streak, but they'll want some revenge. And I'd love to see a Parramatta, Sammy, battle of cool. the beaches. That'd be nice. See that yeah, one, yeah, and, so.
1: and then a Western Derby
0: New South Wales Cup. I don't need to say a whole <laughs> lot here. The Warriors got back six players from their first grade side, mm. they absolutely decimated Newcastle, and I think they're a real title threat. Uh, but it's a hard game. What about old pick. Dane Tills playing? Dane Tills, mate, Shit. how good? Uh, did you see the young frat roller, Sami Solar? Yeah, he is one to look out for for Newcastle people. He's only 19, mm. he'll be playing some first grade. In the other game, I called that one Dogs Cutters. Cutters were average, you know, and the dogs did what they did last week, started slow. And ended up blowing off the park. The sad thing was the way the game ended. Tan Mill decided to throw some punches. I don't think Ivan Cleary is going to be too happy with him. He's moving over next year. They'd lost the game convincingly. Him, Isaac Thompson, the young talented winger who's in top squad, and the other one is Le Lua, his younger brother, all decided that it was smart to try and start a blue at the end. So that was disappointing. But Dumb. Uh, Moving on in that one, Wyong play the Warriors next week. This is probably the two best sides because Penrith have had plays in and out, in my opinion. So this, to me, is the real grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be hard to pick Penrith Dogs should be a good game Penrith would have been ho- or Not hoping But if they would have lost on the weekend They would have got back Tyra And a few guys to help them out But uh, I think that one's very very tight But if I had to pick a winner right now I think New Zealand getting all their players back From first grade need that roll. Whoever Why? wins Wyong New Zealand In my opinion or wins it. the comp Yeah. Uh, and the Queensland Cup They run a different system The two top teams get a week off, and then they play again to go straight to the grand final. And in that situation, Papua New Guinea, 6-4. They had a, an absolute oh, yeah. arm wrestle. Redcliffe missed out there. That's the Broncos' feeder. So they are now waiting to play Sunshine Coast Falcons, who was one of Melbourne's feeders, and they played their own other feeder team in the East Tigers, 26 Yeah, But Brodie Croft was at the Tigers. He tore his hamstring, so... Tight one there, but uh, I think it's going to be a replay again. I would, wouldn't be surprised if it was Papua New Guinea versus Redcliffe in the Queensland Cup final. There you go. So a bit of a wrap for everyone out there. If you do follow the lower grades, and now we'll jump into your questions and fire through these. The trust hey, at fifth and last, I want to hear all about edge defence on this week's pod. Well, I think this is more <clears> in uh, relation to what we were talking about with James Roberts, and I think we've talked about it before, but I don't think people grasp defence when we talk about it. They defend James Roberts or they defend these other people like Monger and say, oh, but he's a better defender, just purely on, I think, contact or miss. But when we talk about it, we're talking more the system of edge defence, aren't we, and decision-making.
1: Yeah, well, you're thinking about, firstly, your body position, you've got to get off off the line, um, and then your body position, your hips need to be square, uh, and you're not defending for the most part. Like, I don't I don't coach players to defend a player because as soon as you have someone cross over...
0: Yeah, you're wise across.
1: You need to defend a space. And pretty much the, the philosophy that a lot of teams play is the inside shoulder philosophy, which is basically you defend your inside shoulder yeah. space to the next defender on your inside to the ball. Um, and James, if you watch James Roberts, he never, ever, ever, ever covers that space. Yeah, he so, covers his man, so what you're he'll stand talking. out on his man, but someone will go through his inside shoulder space. So basically, the space between him and his half on his inside, that's his space to defend.
0: Yeah. And we saw once or twice oh, they the went straight there. through. He, he goes up ahead of the line not only, yeah. but he leaves that space on the inside where he should be jamming in. And yeah. vice versa. When he jams in then the winger comes in, takes the next bloke or takes that space. Hmm. But he seems and to be has well, got to
1: be that notion that you, you get. You've all got to get off, yeah. and you want to continue to go up and up because you know you more, the further you go up, the less the the attacking side's got to execute. So I don't, I don't mind him coming up. You know, I'd probably be chipping his inside defender for not, not getting up as quick as him. But yeah, he's just... I, I don't know what system they're playing. It looks like they're playing up and out, which is an outside shoulder focus. So that's, that's for well, me, if, where they've got it wrong at the moment. If that's the case,
0: he's released early even in that instance because exactly. the ball wasn't even out there yet and he's jumped out. And I know people have got up into Monger a few times, but the reason for that, in my opinion, when I've watched, is because Monger looks like he's doing the opposite of up and out. He's playing up and in mm. and he murdered uh, Kiru. After Milford got embarrassed for not going up and out, if that was the case on that try that he scored, yeah. he shot in the next one and said, Well,
1: whatever system they're playing, they're not doing it real well. He said, Because forget. on one side of the field, they're playing one way, or it looks like it, and then on the other side, it looks like they're playing a totally different yeah. um, structure. So,
0: Well, if you go back and look at that try where Milford gets run past by Kiri, where they've just watched the inside blokes and not released. You look at the next play, Mongo's basically just decided, like I think he has all year, that he's playing up and in. Instead of being embarrassed, which a lot of football, It hurts your pride when you're a centre or back row and you get embarrassed like that. Mm. He shot in, made the decision. He shut it down. Um, I think a lot of the year he's been doing that alone, which, again, you're supposed to work within the system, but...
1: Well, just go... Well, you go back and watch what Radraja did to Roberts two weeks ago. Torn him a new one. And look, the Cowboys could have, to me, could have torn him a new one the week before, but Morgan just stuck on that right-hand side stubbornly. Um... And then yeah, well, this week he's he's been exposed a few times, but yeah, yeah I, I just I, I've got massive questions over there. Not not so much his defensive contact. I think he can he can tackle yeah. Roberts, but just he's what he's doing in defence, his decision making in defence, to me. Should be tested because I don't think he's getting it right often enough.
0: Well, the thing is, I nothing think personal. He, yeah, like nah. I, I don't
1: ha- love him or hate him. Obviously, he left the goal
0: Coast yeah, but, but it's I would have much
1: rather would have much rather than him stay on the goal he's a quality player, but it's just getting it wrong.
0: It's football related again, though, mm. because he is hit and miss. I've seen weeks where he comes in and he jams, and he's got great time contact because yeah. he is powerful and he does have good shutdown speed. But there's other weeks like this one that we said, the inside, the ball hasn't even got there yet. He's already up out of the line, yep. and he's looking at the man in front of him, and the ball is in behind him already. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Defend the uh, defend the space Not the man Like you said And he got caught Out a few times But Nick Becker says Manly vs Panthers Crowd looks pretty empty Not a good look In my opinion How do we fix this boys Well we've talked about it A million times About crowds um, mm. I'm not the best person To speak to about it Because I'm not one Who attends a lot of games I go to the Origins I get a Grand Final And if Melbourne Play in Sydney I might go a couple of times Or like we did To meet up with Gossip I'll go to a game yeah. I prefer the TV experience For finals If it's your team 100% you should definitely Get out there and do it But how many times Can we say it it's one game, beer prices, food prices. I know this week there was $2 pies or $3 beers and this and that. But if you're from Penrith and you've got to go into Sydney, you've got toll roads now, you've got parking costs. So you almost got 30 something dollars again there before you've yeah, got to kids. Yeah, but got you've also got go. three hours to get in and out exactly. in time. Yeah. And it's 80 minutes, so yeah. you need more. There needs to be more around it, like we spoke about, the American experience and the Australian that. experience. But yeah, uh, what have we got here? Wombat, he says, question for the next pod. Other comments about Cameron Smith reffing the easiest way to pick. People without much footy knowledge. Yes. Well, most of the time, 100%, because he doesn't have a direct correlation with half of the decisions that get made in that game. It's just very, very silly. Uh, point next to Brock, the Lorry Rumors. Did they not watch the last five years of Origin? Yeah. And then it just goes it on here. Best not talk about that. it of the Titans, everyone's freaking out for you here. Uh, yeah. David Badaro, he says, listen to your discussion about Moylan's strength and weakness. What do you think about him playing center? Well, well defensively, he's going to struggle. Defensively, he's already bad at 5'8". So center is one of the most critical as far as making a decision of whether you're going up in your first up contact. I don't think he has good contact. He doesn't like defending. Center's the worst place to put someone who's not a great defender. So no, nah, that doesn't work for me, David, unfortunately. Uh, What else we got here? Jono's making a comment about the referees. Uh, Just a bit of jests. Emmanuel, uh, is it Arian? Sorry, mate, if I pronounced that wrong. Says, boys, love your show and try not to hate Griffin so much. Credit to him after lots of changes from start of season within player roster.
1: Who's who's trying not to hate him too much? He says
0: we hate Griffin too much. I don't hate him. We don't know. It. It's about yes. the style of football. That's, mm. again, like I said, nothing is ever personal. It is the way the football has played.
1: I think they got it close to right on the weekend. Changes within because the had roster. Brown, Brown and Blake out, which to me are the two. Should have been out. Yeah, and they look better with and, those guys. And this out, is the so. thing.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Emmanuel, this has got nothing to do. uh, They've got the talent. That's the frustration. I think Mm. he picks the wrong side and his tactics aren't that great. It's never anything personal. It's football. So there's no hate on there. It's hate on tactics, player selections, and you can't really argue. The proof's in the pudding. Since May's been there, they've been winning. He's a better defender than Moylan is. He compliments Cleary better. Edwards is clearly a better fullback, and he made a big difference on the weekend. And Faro shut down that left edge where they got torn into an arsehole last week. So it's pretty hard not to say that as far as in football tactics and terms and player personnel and who they've picked that we're not quite right about Griffin making some pretty poor decisions in that sense. Yeah. Um, and Tim Brown was the other one that was missing, and they brought someone else on the bench. I can't remember who, but there's nothing personal here, champion. Uh, we want the Panthers to do well, and... They should and you know in all honesty, they should have done better and not been in this position in the first place with the talent they've got. And that's the frustration with Griffin as coach. Pointexter, all right boys, thoughts on lorry to the Titans next year. Well, I think that's pretty straightforward from what we've said from Origin. I'll put it this way without Brock having to get involved. If you can't manage three games with the most elite players and keep that environment under control or win a series, how are you going to take a job that's multi-layered all year round, involves recruitment? Multiple staff culture. I can keep going. If you can't do an Origin camp, you can't coach NRL. Simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. Yes or no on the bunker next year? Well, yes, you got to stick. With you got to keep the bunker because if you go out the video ref, what's the difference? You, well, go you just back wasted to a lot of money. You need, you need to fine tune it. You need to fine tune it. Number three. Chinks in the storm armor. You saw him on the weekend Well we've talked about The A's Well Brock, well, Brock I last week Which is a really good point They get off at A And they leave a bit of space If you want to turn back What well, it is the
1: wide there The spacing there is wide
0: Well they scored off it I think if you rattle Melbourne And get stuck in Which uh, they did Obviously they corrected that Later on um, I don't think there's so much I think the big weakness And I've said this multiple times I don't know why teams Don't kick to Addo Carr more often mm. Addo Carr can get a bit wobbly At the back He's the one you can dominate A bit more I don't kick to Billy And I don't kick to Souley Souley dropped one on the weekend And sometimes he can look a bit specky, but he doesn't drop very often. Ado to me, is the one you kick to and you put pressure on. Yeah, fair. Um, that's, yeah, that's a big point for me there. And he says, for the NFL opening weekend. I didn't get to watch a lot, to be honest. I missed no, uh, most what? of the red zone this morning. Um, I saw a little bit of the Patriots game. Obviously, not a great result from my point of view. But I honestly didn't get to watch a full game. It's I, first week, I didn't see... Uh, Got one out there. I didn't see the Tuesday the game today either. Who was that? It was Dallas or somebody.
1: I saw the Dallas New York game today. Dallas looked really good. So they tore the Giants a new one. Uh, I've got the Falcons game there. I'm going to watch it. I know we won, um, but yeah, I, I, it, I, we only won by six. So to me, we must have been clunky you know, to win by that much. But the Falcons tend to struggle on uh, when they play outdoors. So Chicago is outdoor. you're
0: yeah, a dome team.
1: Yeah, outdoor and the soggy grass and, you know, probably not ideal for the first week. But well, I have seen... A, win, a win's important because we've got a pretty tough schedule. we are going to play Green Bay next week. So that'll be good. For those of you that don't follow the NFL, go and have a look at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, the Atlanta, well, it opened during the college season. They're going to open it officially for NFL games next weekend. Atlanta play Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. It is exceptional, this stadium. It looks unbelievable. Uh, probably... The only thing in in the world that could rival the the stadium in Dallas, and I've been fortunate enough. I, I did a tour of the stadium in Dallas, and this looks probably just as, or if not, more impressive than that stadium. So, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, go on uh, Google it, have a look at it, even if you don't
0: follow the NFL and you oh, love a few stadiums. Videos, but, if you uh, want to see like an exceptional playing, it arena, looks awesome. It, is, so,
1: uh, so. it that'll be that'll be awesome because that's a NFC Championship replay next week. Um, but I, I can't see the. I know the Patriots lost, but the Patriots play in a terrible division, and they're going to get six wins out of that division. So, well,
0: even still, they, two, they'll make the playoffs. For and, anyone who watches it, two years ago they lost a the game similar to this. It was pretty bad. People called for Brady's head. They said it was all over. They were done. They won the Super Bowl that year. So,
1: let's not panic. I too,
0: wouldn't be panicking after if one. If they game. do this
1: four or five times in
0: a row, then you worried. can panic. It's yeah. yeah, I really don't understand the culture in America. They flip things in a day. Yeah. Uh, Eds, he says here thoughts on sitting the offender behind the trial line instead of a ten minute sin bin, possibly the best thing I've heard. Thoughts on. A Accountability until someone becomes accountable, I believe nothing changes. And show me another business that it is acceptable. Five minute sin bin. Well, we've said five minute sin bin. People have said a penalty and someone drops off. I don't think you can just go penalty straight away. It's not
1: yet. touch football. Yeah, and that, you can't yeah. do it
0: first up. Like, how do you justify it? It's playing
1: with the fabric of the game.
0: Is it, is it three penalties and you know, inside the 10 or 20, and then you do it? Like, you, it, we change way too many rules. The five hmm. minute sin bin used to be a part of the game, it was part of the game. That's not a massive change. You could bring it back, and the main reason, and the only reason it might be used is for exactly this, the inside 20 stuff. So that is uh, what I'd be doing, and Brock said as well. We've been harping on that for almost two seasons now. Yeah. Casper, I can't remember the last time a coach said that his team shouldered responsibility for their loss. It can't always be the ref. Well, hopefully uh, more people out there are thinking like you are champion. The Mad King, can we ignore the ref's faulting for a second and just appreciate how good those four games go to watch? Well... I feel a lot better now. Yeah. Somebody enjoyed the game like I didn't. And he said also how good is it to see the Patriots get flogged and Atlanta start their inevitably glorious championship season of destiny with a win? Question mark.
1: Mm. Let's not go off too early, no, I it. about
0: to say don't get too excited after one game.
1: We led a Super Bowl twenty eight through, so
0: Yeah never ever call it until it's done Zach Maitland, fifth and last, is the answer to crowd numbers as simple as $2 pies and $3 beers, no. it, would, it would get me in the gate No. well again, so, I'm, we're out here in the west, there's... I don't care,
1: like if we're going to travel to Allianz, I want to know that I'm going to get there yeah. I want to be able to get in there on a train and if I'm getting on a train, that it's going to go right to where I need to go I don't have to, I can sit down I don't have to pay, uh, there's plenty of trains going, there's plenty of seat pe- seats for people to sit on uh, on the trains, and there should be buses there ready to go. I don't want to stand in queues and fuck around, man. Like, I don't know. In America, man, it was just bang, 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 train, 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 train. You in, in, everyone's yeah. in, bang in. And then when it's when you are go, uh, going out, like it's bang, everyone's out, done.
0: But I think the same thing again. They've
1: they over they've... they overcompensate, not we undercompensate. They've... Like I got off, I got off. Um, I went to the Parramatta South game. We got the train in and out, and it was a fucking nightmare. They've got. They had a, a, a four-carriage train leaving Penrith at, I don't know what time it was, six o'clock, and it was full.
0: Yeah, but they basically... Full, and
1: then on the way home, you got to wait. Like, we missed three or four train. Like, we had to wait pretty much an hour from when you leave the stadium to get... Obviously, it's a pain in the ass to get back to Lidcombe. That's a pain in the ass about um, Homebush. Then you got to get off and go and find your train, whether you go on what direction you are going. And then when you get there, they don't have enough carriages and everyone's squashed into them. It's just a nightmare yeah. now. I, I, I totally understand why people don't go.
0: No, and we do it even when we go to ANZ. You... Penrith's
1: perfect because I can get my wife to drop
0: me down there well, and she can pick me up. That's
1: fine. That's yeah. fine. But, but if you don't I, I don't Penrith. support them, so I, I rarely go.
0: No, neither do I. And same deal. But if you want to go to ANZ even and watch when we drive, you've got to get a bus and there's not enough buses and you've got to go back to a parking bay and then there's only one way out and you're going on to I can, I can
1: bear road. it for the big games.
0: Oh, for we do get the big cops for origin yeah. and grand final, but that's like I said, they're the only games you really go and to. And
1: we we jet early. If the result's done, we're out. Because yeah. I know that it's going to save me an hour in travel and you know, we've done it often enough, we know sort of the roads to go and where yeah. to go. So
0: Well, you went to Union that way, so you know yeah. the place back to front, but yeah. Uh Sean, who replaces Smith as the Australian hooker as soon as he retires and who's the long term the longer term mm-hmm. option?
1: Well, I don't I think he might retire at the end of this World Cup, do you think?
0: you win it? You don't think so? I honestly don't know. The way he, he talks, he just wants to keep playing until he's not good enough. He, he doesn't seem him uh, in the Cronk or Thurston Mall where he looks like he's done. I think he wants to play Origin in Australia until he's finished. I well, i he, got no
1: idea who's the best. Whoever is the second best hooker isn't. I would have been... near him. Like who, was a, who would be the backup hooker for, for Queensland?
0: I would have said Friend the last couple of years, but I don't think this has been his best season. No, I, would I, year, I would have said McCulloch This year I would have said McCulloch, but...
1: But right now, if Smith out. went down, I don't know who played. I nine. think
0: Friend would still get the nod, but that's, again, hard to go on. If you're going off the two origin hookers in being those two... It'd be Pete. And, yeah, it's what I mean. It can't be Pete's. And no. Friend played there's, for there's Australia three... last year. He was part of that squad. You'd assume he'd be part of it again now that McCulloch's out. Two
1: or three nines ahead of Pete.
0: I think it's still Friend, but even him, he's been patchy this year. I think he's got way too kick-happy for some reason. He still does a lot of that dirty work. He needs to get back to basics. Hmm but he's the one. He played last year and that squad mal brought him in. I think he'd be the first one up if Queensland had an issue there at nine. It's definitely not Pete's. And as far as the New South Wales perspective, it's it's none of our hookers. That's, that's
1: what makes sure. me really confident about them winning it. Like look at the nines for the teams that are remaining in the competition. You know, you got friend who I don't think is in great form and then you go Parramatta, Cameron King. He's a, he's a makeshift. He wasn't their number one at the start of the year. He's steady. You go to uh well that's well, Brisbane Bruce, don't uh, have Brisbane it, no. don't have one. Penrith Peter Wallace yeah okay solid but he's not great he's
0: a makeshift nine you
1: know Cowboys
0: I think they're better off with Rain I still stick by that I think Wallace yeah, I does agree. a job well, for that's you, I mean. but like, he gets you look bashed across in the, the comp
1: and he's just clearly the best nine by country mile
0: well they just need to hold the ball yeah the other day it was very uncharacteristic but uh, I, I'd still say that it, it's friend and longer term it would probably still be friend and if McCulloch was healthy this year I thought he would give me a real run for his money but obviously he's not unfortunately. Sean Field, what purpose do coaches press conference after a game serve? Just whining after every loss. It doesn't
1: look like much at the moment. They
0: don't give you a whole lot constructively. And again, I don't want to toot some coaches' horns, but there's only a few to me that give you a lot. I think Trent Robertson's good. Trent Robertson explains things. I think Bellamy... Can point out some things. It's, it's also like some of the player interviews. Some of the player interviews are terrible. And then you get someone like Kronk who stands there and basically explains to you exactly what went wrong in detail. I
1: don't want to listen to 99% of players and 90% of coaches. There's not many that, that speak shit.
0: well, that's for sure. Uh,
1: it's like they're all they're, they're all doing the same fucking thing, but they all, they're all trying to hide all their fucking secrets.
0: 100%. Wombat, again, he says, how can we expect kids to respect refs from the media and high-profile coach uh, coaches bag them? really? Agree. The Agree. He said this the other week. I tell you what, if you were a young referee, it's going to be pretty hard and to say. And that's stick what
1: around. Todd Greenberg said today. He said, Look, I'm, I'm not worried about the referees on the field, like they're going to get some right, some wrong, whatever. Yeah. He said, I'm worried about the under-nines team next year that walk out and there's not a referee in the middle to referee of the game. So you talk about grassroots, like we participation saw... is one issue, but referee participation is another. So
0: we saw in our area, Oztag ref got punched out of week over yeah, like oh, a division ridiculous. eight final where they're getting beat. Oh,
1: don't get me wrong, you get some shocker refs
0: at, at no, Oztag, but, but who
1: gives a shit? You're playing social Oztag and you're losing. Like who you're losing. cares?
0: Yeah, but you're losing blatantly. Like you can we,
1: we've been dusted bloody oh. a couple of times this year in Oztag, and we've had some shit referees and shit calls go against you. you just cop it. You're literally there Because we're not that good a player. If we were good enough players we'd have better referees, yeah, I reckon.
0: We're are older, we've had injuries, you're going there for a runaround. Right. Not going down there to win a fucking NRL grand final. That's right. It's not the NRL. It's bloody Saint Mary's on a Thursday night. Yeah. Can't be fun. And you wonder why people don't want a referee. Exactly. It's an absolute nutbag that have never played a game who get G'd up over a div eight game Oz tag. Yeah. Crossed. The Buckster, do you think it's ironic Flanagan had a whinge about refereeing when a few years ago his side benefited from seven tackles seven.
1: Oh, it's ironic, but I don't think it came into his thought process.
0: No. Nah. And, again, I think, again, for someone like him to whinge when he's the one who got done for peptides and got his coaching thing revoked and had a few off-field. He's had some off-field stuff went there. I did. He He, went there. He said the P word. He's not clean. No, he's not. You're right. Like, I was, you know, good on him last year. They won the comp. I like a lot of their players, and I was happy to see Gallen, Wade Graham, Luke Lewis get another one. But, of all people, Shane Flanagan, he just, he he irks me. Bang your head into it. He's the first one to start whinge and not complain when something goes against him. But he doesn't have the cleanest bill of health himself, old Shane Flanagan. So. You know, just cop it on the chin, mate. The Buckster again, also, do you think the Sharks lost because of the refereeing or because they just played shit? I think they played shit full stop. Well, they did. You can't compare last year and this year. Everyone's saying, oh, they're limping in like they did last year. Last year, they rattled off a massive win streak and were in good form. They went into a slump because they went overtrained over to crash and get themselves back up for the finals. They struggled in the Canberra game. It got them over the hump, and then they went on with things. Yep. This year, they haven't even been close. Contracts, off-field stuff. We've won- people have won their competition. Matt Pry hasn't been as good. Fafita had the flat spot during Origin. Now you know Holmes has been up and down. Jack Burb, the Brisbane stuff. There's been a lot of things that happen after winning a comp. Individuals, contracts. It's not about them and winning the goal and one team, one dream anymore. And Maloney's been carrying on his thing the whole season as well. Yeah, and they've been poor, worst penalised team, or if not second worst, they're somewhere down there, and they got the worst completion rate at the comp. You're not mm-hmm. gonna win a comp or win finals games playing like that. Yep. Matty White, boys tell me a stupid and more consequential error than Fafita's play at the end of the game. Well, it's a for four. Multiple chances, take field goals or get it done, and he drifted sideways and dropped the football. Uh George Canitas, he says, What do you boys think about Paul Green's case for Dallium coach of the year?
1: Uh solid, but Bellamy's the coach it's, of the year.
0: This is one of the things we talk about before. You can you can put paint in any single way you want, and he's done well to get in there, and it took four and against in the end. To get them over the line. And oh sorry, the Dragons lost to get them over the line. But honestly, Bellamy's won 20 of 24 games with six guys participating in origin. Look, I know you full credit to Paul Green, but you can't deny that. Minor premiership, biggest origin participation, That's it's not an argument. Nope. Mr. Shark, my star Ben Cummins was a little scared boy out there with Cam Smith, and Ashley Klein was lost. <laughs> so there's the Cam Smith bashing again. Cheers for that champion. Enjoy it. Uh, Simon Fraser Why did the AFL Circa 160,000 more people Through their gates Over the weekend Big fan of both codes But AFL is smoking in at the smoking moment
1: Smoking them on Attendance at games Yeah no well, doubt well, Yeah but you Until you go to Melbourne And you see how Melbourne Set up geographically It's so easy
0: for them To get to games You can pretty much Just walk to a we've game Walk home We've just touched on Exactly that yeah. point And when we've been to Melbourne yeah. The Amy Park. It's way better. MCG. Look,
1: it's at we went to Melbourne Cup last year. Look at that. Like you sort of get on a train, bang, in, bang, out. In Sporting out, in precinct. Like
0: they have, there's 100,000 people that go to that day and we got in and out easily. Yeah, but sporting precinct. It's yeah. built for sport. There's trams. Everything's free. You're yeah. Around that area, it's easy to get to. It's easy to get out. Like, yeah. Sydney's
1: a fucking nightmare in ter- terms of traffic. Yeah. And people from Brisbane and Melbourne will never understand that. Yeah. until you actually live there, and not not many people live in the city in Sydney. I don't think.
0: No, no, they don't. And now you look at it like I said the other day. And I got the shits when I went to commentate this game. There's almost like Westy tolls now for us to go halfway down the M4. Yeah. As soon as I got uh, near Holroyd or Parramatta the other day. It's
1: yeah, like, but I don't mind that because it should make it should ensure the roads are better.
0: I understand that, but cross if you're trying to get in the city, and a lot of people have to go there for work. You just get hammered if you're from out here. Mm. It's uh, it's not, <laughs> not exactly too friendly, and I don't go in there for a lot of things. But yeah, that blew me away but uh, Steve Butts D-butts, he says, let's discuss the Rams being number one after today. It may only be my opportunity, my only opportunity.
1: Being number one in what?
0: In the league, because they won forty six to nine or something against the Colts with no Andrew Luck. Well, basically exactly what you said, Buty. Enjoy that way you yeah, can chance. I don't think it's gonna to get too no, much
1: better. I think they got a pretty pretty good draw to start with, I think.
0: Well there's wraps on McVay, the coach as well, so we'll see what he well, does. He's looking but... pretty
1: good at the moment, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Daniel Taylor, with Tony Smith leaving the Wolves, could the Walker brothers come over to the UK for a few years before getting an NRL gig?
1: Yeah, probably wouldn't be a bad move.
0: I think they could, but I don't I don't move, think they'd want to. That's the thing. I think uh, the rumours were, and again, it's only rumours, and I don't think he would have uh, counted his chickens this quickly, that Maguire was already locked in for that job before he knew about the gig But it doesn't seem that way when you hear what happened. No. So I don't think that's uh, quite right. And Daniel's also said... And he's happy to see the mighty Eagles with a 100% record. So, obviously, talking about Philly there.
1: Yeah, good to win over Washington.
0: Yep. Benny Stora, stadium policy fell short this weekend with poor crowds. Play at those games at Cronulla slash Manly, and the crowds would have been strong, agree. Well, the numbers were basically what you would have have fit in those grounds, which I can understand, but for a finals game, they're trying to make people... Double-headers, Benny, that's how you do it. Yeah.
1: But <sighs> it's one of those things.
0: Why we work within the confines of only playing at those grounds and only allowing 15, 20 because, people. Because you know,
1: you know why double-headers work? Because people like me who don't support any of those sides at play go, it's well, a that's a bit of value for money. I might go and watch two twenties games and 2 NRL in-arrow games. Bang, got me. Yeah,
0: and I think again.
1: Charge yeah. me 50 bucks for that. I'd pay 50 to go and watch four games.
0: At some point though, we're going to have to embrace it. Come finals time, it may not be there because you want to get more people to go to a game. I know they didn't, and a lot of Manly fans are strong every year on that. They don't want to leave Brookvale, and it's their fortress. But if you are going only fit in, we'll
1: just give up your final spot then, Manly. Yeah, but if you only don't, going to... don't play in the finals,
0: if you play a team like the Bulldogs, who are not in this year, that have a massive following, backwards, and it's man. got to be at Brookvale, and you can only fit twenty in. Of course, the NRL is not going to put it there. They want to maximise the people at the game, maximise the money, maximise attendance. If even if you get thirty thousand people, go out, look shit at ANZ Stadium. Well, guess what? That's ten thousand more people that attend the game. That's ten thousand more tickets sold. Yeah, ten thousand more people. How many attended food. the Penrith game? Pay for parking. I don't know. I didn't look at attendance. Twenty-one, or
1: twenty-two. I think.
0: Yeah, oh, I didn't didn't really look at uh, any attendances. You'd have to look that up. But uh, I am. On, I'm going to have a squeeze. Moving on to the Facebook questions, Adam Stevenson. In your opinions, where does Flanagan rate amongst the NRL coaches? Well,
1: he's up there.
0: He he was up there. He's won a comp. I would have said McGuire. Anyone that's kind of won a comp is probably up there in the top tier. So Bellamy. Would be out there. Has leave, knows had a bad year. Maguire, Paul Green, Trent Robinson, anyone that's won a competition, you'd have to put up there. But you'd say a one and two, Wayne Bennett, and Craig Bellamy. Third for me would be Trent Robinson. Um, I think Flanagan's probably rounding out at somewhere like seventh, eighth, sixth. So you got Bennett
1: there. ahead of Robinson.
0: Yeah, I think right now he's won those comps.
1: I think currently, right, like right now, I've got. Robinson ahead of Bellamy, but that, I think overall. That's your top three. Bellamy ahead of Robinson, yeah.
0: That's your top three for me. And then after that, you've got Green, Maguire, a few guys who won comps, Hasler, who. Two of them are about to get fired, really, when you look at it. Mm. Uh, Ivan Cleary before me, before uh, before he went. I know he didn't win a comp, but I think actual coaching, pure ability is right out there for me. Mm-hmm. But Flanagan would be somewhere mid pack out of the 16, maybe 7th or 8th. Uh, Dinos Daniel, the uselessness of the blaming referees for losses. Please go into. The changes to next year's lower-grade competitions. Latrell Mitchell, sure how good is the champion going to be? He's going to be a gun for 19. We already talked about lower-grade competitions and the changes last week. Yeah,
1: we can't really go into them because nothing's been released. Yeah, nothing's
0: oh. been released. But basically, 20s kids are going to be playing 20 still, rebranded as Jersey Flag, but in their own state league like the New South Wales Cup and Q Cup. Pretty much. So New South Wales teams, Para, Penrith, and are playing in a New South Wales version of the 20s, and Queensland doing the same thing. Yeah. And the uselessness of bringing the referees will, like we said again, really like to just uh, look at the games and say that they were good. And yeah, there was a little bit of controversy, but just to blame that and blame that alone and just harp on that really kills what was a great weekend. Jeff Gullington, boys, anyone whose team lost on the weekend blaming refs needs to put a suck in it. Well, here we go. I mm-hmm. think I was going to say I wasn't looking forward to questions because this is going to be the main theme. But yeah. some people, uh, you know, handle it better than others. But fair point here by Jeff, I think. Uh, Anyone whose team lost needs to put uh, a sock in it. All losing teams had opportunities to win and didn't take them. All decisions I don't think were out-and-out howlers. They were debatable at best, so could go either way. Definitely agree on that. Uh, Just think blaming the refs is an easy out. Not saying referees were great. And Sharks completed at 60%. Manly, not much better. Shit happens. Both clearly better sides through... The year than their opponents, but couldn't get it done and bring on next week from a passionate Knights fan, so no yeah I'm Good. not going to argue with anything you said, Jeff. It's basically exactly what we said at the start. Bang, bang, Jeff. Andrew Wales, I'm so disappointed in my Sharks. I think we got some bad calls, but wow, they should have won by 20. Yep. Why do coaches go and rip in blatantly to the ref? He did give some bad ones, but so did a few 37 missed tackles contribute as well. And the 17 errors champions. so glad you're handling things a little bit better. The fat sportsman. What is a better Mad Monday theme? Floral dresses or tight and bright? Mm. From a personal point of view, I don't like tight, so I'd go the floral dresses. Just oh, bit of yeah. room there. Neither. It is neither. But Bad
1: shirt, on. something like that. Shit
0: shirts, generally yeah. what we used to roll with. Or you got like a bit of a theme going, but yeah, shit shirt or a letter, something like that to do with the club is what we used to have to do. Yeah. Uh, what we got here. Thomas Murray Vaughan, a thing uh, that's doing my head in, boys. Why can't the NRL, whoever is responsible, get us volume on the journal's questions during press conferences? Does my head in? Spending half the time listening to the coaches' players' response, just trying to work out what actually was asked. Well, Paul Kent brought this up. Uh, Brian Fletcher, I think, on the Matty John show and Triple M over the weekend put their own boom mic in there on the Triple M NRL thing, so you could hear the questions, and it was good. Yeah, so, good idea. Something they should address, and can't yeah. blame for that champion. <clears throat> Johnny Juice sick to death of players throwing the ball away and refs feeling forced to blow a penalty. Have the balls to call clear, milking, a knock-on. Uh, being held around the legs doesn't make your arms stop working. Slater, it's common sense. Melbourne were gifted six free points and one by two. Well, there's a bit of Melbourne hate there by Johnny.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> He's saying that he's flopped around champion, but if you watch the replay, is the tackle complete or is it not completed? He has tackled around the legs. That's fine, but if the tackle was completed, why does Alvaro bomb on top of him? Yeah. I'm not knocking the legs tackle. We've said before, you don't get enough credit for it. But if you're the second man coming in, basically, clear point, not trying to argue with it all, you can't flop in. The tackle's complete. Yeah, he's found his front. He's on the ground. He was already back to his hands and knees. Alvaro can't powerbomb him after Unless they come, come
1: they change the rules and say that if it is a legs tackle, you are allowed to flop in. Yeah. But at the moment, that's not the rule.
0: Then Alvaro's come from It's behind. just a
1: slowing tactic, and that's what they're trying to get out of the game.
0: So I can't agree with you on that one, unfortunately. And again, I'm a Melbourne fan, but it's pretty straightforward. If you chop me at the legs and I find hands and knees and I'm fighting to get up, you can't have a second block I've then won jump that in ruck. the top. so that's I've a won that
1: That's a tackle loss. So you, you don't have any right to slow that play the ball down.
0: Yeah, can't agree on that one. Evan Neat, uh, Parramatta a chance. And what does Corey Norman need to do to push into the elite? Well, there's certainly a chance. They proved that on the weekend. Mm. Um, more surprised again with Alvaro and Mena in the front rows that we've talked about. Just didn't think with them and tackering at centre, they'd be such a threat. But... Their reflection of their coach, he's tough. Um, they get stuck into teams. They rip right in on their best night. They can play some really good football. And, well,
1: let's face it, they've now got two fi- home finals because there's going to be more... There'll be more Parramatta fans there than Roosters fans if they get through to that game. Yeah. Parramatta fans will come out of the woodwork from everywhere. Oh. So...
0: We know if you And heard.
1: Roosters aren't uh, well attended.
0: No, not in general sense. So, no.
1: you know, I, I think at at worst it'll be a 50-50 and the Parramatta fans will be more vocal, in my opinion. Well, so. you remember
0: Grand Final 0-9... Your mate, my mate Brett, uh, we went to the game where they played the Tigers and it was a stinker on Monday night and there was barely 10,000 at the stadium and they will yeah. booed off the field because it was like an 8 6 game. It was terrible. Mm. And then when we went to the Titans uh, final where they ended up losing, it was, it was full. Just, just Parramatta fans. Yeah. In green and grand final, there was 80,000 jerseys. They found them somewhere. Yeah. So Parramatta has a massive following when they're doing well and they're definitely going to come out and support their team. Uh, Zach Rivera, Will Rooster. Get out of second gear. or the Roosters get out of second gear. Also, I remember when Ferguson was actually good. Now he's trying his best to fill in SKD's shoes. No,
1: he does some good things and some bad things, Ferguson.
0: It's more the rocks and diamonds. I get that. But if you look at his yardage work, for anyone that watches the game from a pure standpoint, some of his yardage carries in the back end of the year have been outstanding. Um, He caught a few real hard balls the other night. The one he threw back in was crazy, sure. Mm. But if you watch his game as a whole the other night, he was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Ayalu. Parafan here, it seemed fairly clear from Saturday's game that Alvaro and Mana just don't cut it as starting middle forwards. The injection of Matangi and Edwards changed the game as more dynamic runners and helped our competitors in the ruck against a good Storm Pack. Do you think starting Matangi, which BA did for the beginning of the year, would boost our chances? Uh, and as longer-term solution with Mana seemingly retiring soon, do you like Kane Evans' prospects of developing an all-quality middle forward or would you go after someone linked to the club like a junior Paul? No,
1: I like that, Sonny.
0: Well, addressing everything, Evans is much better as far as his impact of his carry. He's got a good bump. He has an offload, and he's got footwork, and he's more mobile. I agree with you with the Matangi thing. we said before that we think Alvaro and Manor, it's hard to win a comp, those two starting at prop. Yeah, but
1: Matungi's going to be starting.
0: What he's doing, I think, is he's getting those two guys out there to do the dirt work, and then he gets Edwins and Matangi on after they've been in that grind to try and make an impact. I don't think he wants to split them up, which, again, you could split them up, but I can see where he's coming from because you don't get a lot of offloads. Tackle breaks are impacting those two. So I think he's just going, you do guys do the spade work for the first 20 mm-hmm. and we move on. I've heard the Paulo rumours as well. Let's put it this way if they've got the money and they can get Junior Paulo to come back and join Kane Evans, Sui Matangi, Edwards, and with mau and Tepo Moro, who I think has been a bit better in the back end of the year, that's a real quality forward pack. Yeah. But men are retiring soon. I don't think that's going to happen. Didn't he sign a three year deal back in the last year? I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, I think a two-year deal, maybe. I'm pretty sure. I think he's got
0: at least another year. I think he's got another two, unfortunately, Daniel, but I'm not disagreeing with you there. They need more leg speed in the middle, that's for sure. Josh Davies, new strength and conditioning coach for the Warriors, Alex Corvo. Do you know anything about him? How do you rate his fitness in being a successful team? Well, fitness is obviously part of a season, what you do, preparation, sports, science, all these things, and you couldn't have a better pedigree than Alex Corvo. He was at the Melbourne set-up for 10-plus years during their... Period of dominance. He was with the Australian set up in the areas of Brisbane, so I think that speaks for itself for the clubs and obviously been involved with the Australian camp for such a long time. Alex mm. Corvo is one of the premier strength and conditioning coaches, and his next player as well he played some front row. I think at Canberra, a handful of games. But, mm. Yeah, um, he's been
1: around. And he's done a lot of good stuff. So
0: yeah, if you've spent ten plus Brisbane, years Brisbane, Brisbane
1: and Melbourne, yeah, plus the Australian, <laughs> not a bad set record. Right?
0: Yep. Yeah, for, I think I don't know if he's still with Australia or not, but I'm pretty sure he did seven or eight seasons there. So um, you couldn't have a better pedigree, that's for sure. Scott Lockyer, would you rather your team miss the finals or get embarrassed in the grand final? I'd rather not be in the finals than get embarrassed in the GF. I experienced that when Melbourne got smashed. Uh, When was that? 08. That was an awful feeling. And they were cheating in the end, it found out, so well-deserved. But that was a very dark day. I'd rather not be in the grand final than watch my team get hammered, that's for sure. Uh, And he says, James Roberts can't defend. What does he need to do? We spoke about that earlier. As far as inside shoulder and all that. And he says, who would you put in 7-1 and 14 for the Broncos? Well, if Boyd's back,
1: we spoke about that, he
0: right? plays one. But yeah, we spoke about some changes to make there. Chris France, he says, coaches are egged on by television commentators whose reflexive impulse is to dispute decisions rather than calmly analyse them. The referees are almost always wrong until proven otherwise. Having whipped up the controversy with their inflammatory remarks, the coaches and commentators have the gall to suggest crowds are staying away because of poor standard of refereeing. Not because of the negative impression of refereeing and the game itself, they have created this beast. What are your thoughts, boys? Mm. Well, I certainly agree that particular people love whipping up a bit of controversy or hammering the refs or jumping straight on.
1: They need to be big enough and ugly enough to have their own opinion. They shouldn't uh, be. They shouldn't, be uh, they shouldn't shouldn't be influenced by what someone else says. I get. That. I, I don't. Personally, I I don't really care what other people say. Like I sort of make up my own mind. I talk to other people. Don't get me wrong, and yeah. certain opinions will influence what I think. But in the end, you make up your own mind.
0: Yeah, um, 100% and you behave the what Gus says or what anyone else says when they're on TV doesn't bother me. I, no. I, I'll watch games again a lot of the time, or I will look at some replays, or I'll try and find stuff on my own if I disagree or I'm not too sure. Yeah, I watched the Melbourne game again. Uh, most decisions decisions I was fine with. I was happy to admit that the first one was 50-50 for me. If they call that a no-try, that's fine. But where the pass left the hand, it was very close to Orva's hand. If the touch judge can't see it, from which he's really can't, and they can't rule on it, you can't take it to the bunker and change that, which yeah. you wish you could, but you can't. So it's an unfortunate decision. All the penalties I didn't have a problem with. Um, the head eyes, the elbow, the one we just spoke out of, Johnny Juice. that one's straightforward. If you get chopped at the legs and you stand back up, you can't flop in. The tackle's complete. Um, the Takarangu went off the ball. That's the same thing again. Compare that Maru, if you're watching slow- mo. Kronk holds his ground. Mahu changes his line. There's there's so many things. But basically what you're sitting on, some of the coaches need to take a good hard look in the mirror because most of them don't own up. Uh, more of them would be better off being critical of their teams and addressing some problems rather than all of them trying to hide their tactics or deflect and take the pressure off their side. Some of the commentators do it as well. I completely agree. But half the time, I think they're, you know, you're know you trying to justify your job and being on TV and whip up a bit of controversy, which they and do. But anybody out there, much like yourself, form your own opinion. Don't look at people on TV or ex-players or experts and comments. Look at it and tell you like get your own opinion. Pretty straightforward. Don't be influenced by what the media says just because somebody's played three hundred games or because Gus has been on your TV for twenty something years or whatever. Be a big enough person to be an individual. Look at it, see for what it is. Have your own thoughts on something. Diego Montoya with the Walker Brothers football style trouble. Melbourne with their regimented defensive patterns. Side note: Para did a great job, but we helped. Uh, but were helped along by a very un-Melbourne-like performance. So I don't know why people are saying they found a way to beat the Storm. Well, the Walker brothers' football, moving the ball around, uh, extra offloads, trying to move teams around. I, I, again, in the NFL, I question some of their tactics working. Um, I think some things they do will work. I think some things they do won't. All the short kickoffs, short dropouts, and all that. Teams will be better prepared for it in the NRL. Um, teams train obviously full time they have time to do video unlike up the Queensland Cup there's some guys that are full time some aren't and the dudes that are full time are focusing on the NRL side of things they're not watching video of Q Cup sides
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I think they're, they're, they bring a lot of good things but against the Melbourne side no I don't think the Walker brothers they like to play sideways offload move the ball around Melbourne just hold their space when they get their hands on someone they're just going to get numbers in slow it down I, I don't know if it would work against Melbourne and I can see somewhat you said Melbourne weren't that great, Parra were good, but honestly, I think both of them had their their issues on the weekend, and Parramatta were very, very good in that game. Uh, Full credit to them. It wouldn't surprise me if they found a way to the grand final. I definitely think they're going to the prelim. Jay Smith, where to begin, boys? I'm sure you fellows will cover the controversial stuff in depth, but is it fair to say after everything that if the Sharks can't beat the Cowboys without Thurston Scott and a bunch of injuries, definitively that then don't whinge at the press conference like that. You just didn't deserve to win, period. Well, can't agree anymore with that. David Crellin, are people forgetting that before the ref was asked to give an opinion, try or no try, the video ref went with benefit of the doubt towards the attacking team. I think this is what I was talking about earlier. If you went back to it, still probably went Penrith's way, unless Mm. you can prove it. Uh, So if there's even a shadow of doubt, they go with the attacking team. Two different scenarios in Panthers manly game. Peachy try. You can't really say he didn't touch the ball. Uh Uate clearly drops the ball. Walker no trial was a bit tight and probably should have gone the doubt. Well, we agree with that one. We spoke about it before. If it was, you can't really agree. Zach Maitland, he said yeah for the ref for bad. He's just reflecting on all the stats we've talked about the sharks many times, so we're not disagreeing with air, mate. Ben Richards, what can the NRL do to fix the Sydney NRL crowds at the finals? Clearly the turnout for the three games was a disgrace. Well we've addressed that as well. Uh Ben Kirkham sent a link. New vision. And our real new vision.
1: Yeah, there's a vision of Peachy's hand did not touching the ball. There's a photo. Yeah. Is that the one? So have a look on our page. I've just posted it.
0: Yeah, Brock's posted that one up there. Benny Kirk has put that same link. Thanks, champion. William Robinson. Why were the Sharks forced to play in front of a half-empty alley instead of a packed-out Shark Park? Well, we touched on that again before. Finals.
1: But also, because they're playing a team out of town.
0: Yeah, finals... Bigger uh, bigger crowd expected. Want to get as many fans in as possible. I don't know. But well, it's talk- good
1: for one, good for all. You can't have rules for some, rules for others. So they've either all got to play there or none.
0: Yeah. Uh, Daryl Parker, I reckon Gallen's over-involvement killed it for the Sharks. Sure, the halves should have taken a shot at field goal instead of him taking another hit up from 10 metres out. Mm. You touched on that before. and I said about for feeders, Gary yeah. been over the top. Matty Ballantyne says, hey, boys, what gets people to the ground? Well, we've touched on that one a million times. And he says, when the Mayweather... McGregor fight was announced. The publicity was extreme. The sports channels in the US wouldn't shut up about it. In the middle of it all was the two fighters just giving it to each other. That's what sold tickets: hatred and the drama of it. So, how do we get that in the NRL? The Cowboys versus Sharks have history. The seven tackle incident, rivalry, drama, hatred—is that the secret? Have a good show. Love it every week.
1: Yeah, well, stop talking about refs because that deflects from the games.
0: Yeah, and we're talking about the game. We talked about it in Origin again this week. Uh, again, you watch the NFL and all the other sports, we enjoy. People actually have an opinion. We look at Origin. And there's a nine day lead up, and it's all quiet, and there's not a whole lot doing. And they'll find absolutely any story that someone's got a flu or fell off a bike at training, but you can't even get a comment out of a player about yeah. the game. They just deflect and say, Yeah, we've had a good preparation, rah rah. It's they're boring, this robots, robots, shit. robots, robots, boring, boring. Talk about the game, referees, same deal. Give us something to work with if, if they yeah. were willing to stir it up. And boring. This revenue share model we've talked about, they're going to need to give more than what they're giving right now. Absolutely, because otherwise wanna. the revenue is going to go down. Exactly. That's the big thing they're getting committed to. so... We'll see what happens in that circumstance. Jordan Palmer, will your boys be heading to the Central Coast for the Legends of League Nines comp on the 18th of November? Should be a good day for a piss-up. We have football by then. Yeah, no. So we're going to be be four or five days a week training. Especially
1: if it's televised, I won't be going.
0: Yeah, we've got training and stuff like that coming up, so it's going to be a bit difficult to uh, run and gun for this time of year, unfortunately, mate. Mitchell Lawyer, I'd like to hear your views on whether all the refereeing complaints are legitimate. Three of the four games are heavily influenced by controversial referee decisions, but were all the blow-ups warranted? Definitely not. Um, I think I said it earlier The video ref boss clarified most of them And then Billy Harrigan Who I have a lot of faith in Clarified yesterday And he said he agreed with all the decisions He was happy with the Walker one The Melbourne one Not being able to be seen To be forward and touched He was also happy with the Peachy one as well So Um, You know Everyone's got their own opinion If you support one of those teams obviously a bit harder But I'm sick of people deflecting from the games Justin Beeser, TV stations can superimpose logos on the field, but should you introduce something similar at the NFL of their 10-yard line that determine chases offside? Keep up the great work. Well, again, We
1: spoke about it earlier. talked
0: about this, about the line and the camber in the field, and does it work? A lot of people have done it. Can they do it? Uh, I'm sure they can, but something they need to look into. Bo Anderson, whatever happened to the knockback? Unless the ball goes at least a metre backwards, the refs are always calling it a knock-on. Bring back the knockback. Well, we've seen the standard this but year. The
1: feeder one was a, a knockback.
0: Well, we've seen the standard this if year. that's the one you're talking basically about. Basically anything that is touched and hits the ground sideways and a lot of them backwards, they just call it. Mm. Um, and again, I'm happy to admit the one in the Parramatta game was 50-50 where Edwards hit it. I'm no boys. You thought No, no. I, th- I thought it went back. There you go. And yeah. all of our played on and scored in the corner. So I'm showing
1: Melbourne, Melbourne didn't play to the whistle on that one. At cast,
0: certainly didn't. He mm. had a Barry Crocker. But um, yeah, hard to hard to pick what is and isn't a knock-on anymore, that's for sure. At Brendan Bush, the NRL, seem to be looking after all its stakeholders, TV stations, stadiums, clubs, players, even their own interests at a cost to meet the fans and the game. Is it too simple for the NRL to package the game and then sell it to the TV and streaming service for the best bid? They might lose millions but gain some integrity.
1: Mm. Interesting. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Oh, they're obviously looking out for all those stakeholders more than the fans somewhat because that's where the money comes from. Yeah. And I've said it before when people... Talk about crowds and games and all the other bits and pieces. Numero uno at the end of the day for them is the advertising dollar. What keeps things on TV, people that are willing to pay for money, is put ads on the game. That's what keeps the money coming in for grassroots and all these other bits and pieces. Without TV, without sponsors, without money, without the stadiums, people like ANZ who are paying for clubs to be there instead of, say, the Tigers going to Leichhardt, losing 50 grand the night for security, food, and all these other things. Clubs at the end of the day are businesses. The NRL is a business. I know they need to look at the grassroots and us, because we're all stakeholders in the game as well. But at the same time, all the money, all the big dollars, that's where it's coming from. So that's the harsh reality of the big, bad world, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything else to no. add to that. but Roll on. It's a no-win situation. Without all those stakeholders, we don't have the money to have the game and have those players. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you're handcuffed to it, really. Matteo Grasso, to a point, I understand the Sharks fans feeling hard done by, but I thought Gallon and feta both made some terrible choices in the last 50 minutes of the game. They played a big part, and uh, what's your take on the blow up from Plano? We've talked about that, and we agree with those uh, players. Adam Bain, a lot of controversy over the weekend. I heard Billy Harrigan say he thinks we need to fix the basics first. For example, to play the ball, forward passes, stripping, obstruction, totally etc. Do you think this is the best route? Yep. Well, we've talked about it a million times. Don't call one, call all of them. Same as the blockers, uh, the forward passes, the stripping rule, etc. There's plenty of things that need to be fixed. Matty Hunt, how do you fellows rate the chances? My Penny Pants, Upper Suncorp, it's a $3 of good value with Cleary's kicking game being what it is on Saturday against Manly. Also, Bryce Cartwright with Cleary may be a winning combo. No. Nope. Nope. We've been there. We've seen that. No,
1: $3 okay. is great value. It's
0: great value.
1: I think they're a 40-60 chance. I think if you play the game, game 10 times, I think they win it. Three, four times?
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, especially the way Brisbane defended the middle last week. Yeah. And the last one here, Bradley Lewis says, just confirmed the NRL's rigged for everybody.
1: Uh, state of origin's rigged. Everything's rigged.
0: So we're finishing a bit of a negative note there. Can't agree with you on that one, Bradley. If your team lost on the weekend, I apologise. but No,
1: we don't apologise. Stiff shit. My I team bloody ran second last. So. I
0: enjoyed uh, the football over the weekend, but... Uh, Yeah, that wraps us up. Plenty of questions, a lot of repetitiveness, so I apologise for that, but I always want to make sure I acknowledge each and every person's name and their questions, so we thank you for that, but yeah, mostly about the controversies from the weekend, but before we move on to Mr Gossip, a big thank you. you. Must go to Richmond Residential for their support this year of our charity, Richmond Residential. They are a strategic financial and management consultancy. They deliver a broad range of highly effective wealth creation solutions for the commercial and non-commercial financial sectors. They offer financial strategy, home equity loans, commercial loans, financial management, mortgage restructuring, home loans, debt consolidation, leasing, broker services, refinancing, superannuation planning, everything you could possibly imagine to do with the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Its professionals have a strong client focus and their dedication will help you achieve the financial success that you want. They work with you and for you to get where you want to be. Contact them today on 0288244000. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn or book your complimentary strategy session and visit them at Suite 415 of 33, Lexington Drive, Bella Vista, New South Wales, 2153. Thank you, Richmond Residential. And now on to Mr. Gossip, brought to you by williamhill.com. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip and the Panthers, mate. They live to fight another day, and what a weekend of finals games. Please tell me that you're not a Debbie Downer like a lot of people out there who are just finding any excuse they can to try and shit on four close games of football.
2: No. It was bloody terrific. Four ripper games, and I tell you what, boys, I don't get involved in the whole Code Wars crap, but look, the AFL might have got more bums on seat, but at least our game wasn't sorted out by 50 or more points. Terrific. Four fantastic games. And these Nuffies that want to whinge about referees, I tell you what, you know, find yourselves a hobby, honestly. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Todd Greenberg. He came out today and defended the referees and told the coaches to grow up. Best thing Greenberg's ever done. It's just, it's been a joke. Let's just enjoy the footy boys. we has gone it for 100 years, referees making bad calls. They make bad calls at tennis. They make bad calls in every sport, but, mate, four classic games are
1: were rippers. It's like trying to argue with your wife. You're never going to fucking win. <laughs> 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 and that's been going on for 100 years as well. That's right? been going on for more yeah. than 100 years. That's been going on since the dawn of time. Jesus. You know, yeah, you move go. on. Right, well, great four games. Yeah. Really, really
0: yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've mentioned it before. If there's an absolute howler, one that's clear as the light as day, I'll cop that on the chin, but I, I don't think any of them were an absolute howler. No. Oh. And guess what? There's going to be more, probably,
2: shitty calls this week. And there's probably
0: going to be more shitty calls the following week. It's football. It's sport. It's a game. Yeah. We're not robots. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, it's great. Social media though. Everybody, please, just... Stop it. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. What's the game? Be quiet.
2: It Yeah,
0: mm. if something is uh, an absolute blatant blunder, we'll acknowledge it. But all the ref bashing and a bunch of 50-50 decisions and things that have been clarified today and people are still whinging, on. am I'm blown away, but let's try and move on to something more positive, mate. Uh, obviously, not a whole lot cooking this time of year, but you got anything for us?
2: Yeah, a few little things we'll touch on, boys, before we get into the tips. And I guess the big one is for the Gold Coast Titans, who are they are going to pick um, as their coach? I mean, we said last week, boys, that um, Maguire was out, and I think he actually got sacked while we were recording. So we've got that one on the money. But look, Titans are after Maguire, but I tell you what, they're going to have to act fast. Uh, because Warrington are dead keen on him, and Warrington have sacked Tony Smith in time to pounce on Maguire. So I think it's going to be a bit of a race. Um, I guess, look, there's no one better to
1: ask, really, than, than Box. said. Who do you want to coach your club, pal? Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, or the Walkers. So if we can't get Maguire, give the Walkers yeah. a crack. Otherwise, I don't want anyone in between. Now that Seabold's been yeah. locked up, by Seabold's gone. I think Seabold's the best, he was the best young coach out there. Maguire, to me, is the best available pro coach out there, and the Walkers are probably the best roll of the dice out there. So, um, outside of that, I'd be disappointed.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough, boys. I tell you what, guys, you'll never guess it, but the Warriors are signed by the Kiwi. huh. who oh, now? Who with it, bro? <laughs> yeah, Peter Hicku, He's gone for oh. the Warriors. He played with Penrith earlier this year, but acted like a goose with Moilan and a few others, and um, got the shits, packed his bags, and went to England. Now he's back. He's going to be At the Warriors, and we've mentioned it in previous weeks, but Blair's going to pardon him over there. He's signed a four-year deal with the Warriors, so still getting a lot of messages about Blair and where he's going. I did say it about six weeks ago on this podcast that he will be at the Warriors. That's a four-year deal, but no-one is going to announce anything while you're playing the finals, boys, so just calm down. Um, And Blake Green, too. He's also on the Warriors' radar as well. Uh, um, a non kick win, so... Well, he'd be better than Kieran I Foran. Oh,
0: 100%. He'd be, he does a pretty, pretty similar job to Foran, but at least he stays on the field. He's not carrying all the injuries, and, you know, like, look what he'd done for Cherry Evans. you're going to get him for probably half the cash. Oh, you're going to get him for less than half. We, we said, watch the game of the weekend. Cherry Evans, he did most of his kicking for him. A lot of the dirt work, Green, he's been outstanding, and he was a great foil at Melbourne for Cooper Crump, but bloody hell, Blake Green, oh, he deserves a payday, and I hope he gets it if he's going to go over there, because he's going to have some frustrating weeks, that's for sure.
2: Mm. Yeah, he's uh, it'd be a good
0: move for him, I think. i tell you what, I'm praying for one thing, and I said it the other week. Someone like David Fussy to our OP gets frustrated and leaves. If they're going to have Sheck, Beal, bloody ugh, Peter Hicku, all these guys somehow squeeze into that side, uh, and Blair going back there, Tohu, they're all over there. I hope somehow David Fussy out and goes. They mustn't
1: own a depth chart, the Warriors management, because they can't. They keep signing plays that they don't need. They
0: love outside backs, they love no, just going they ball. props. Yeah. Get
1: some big boys. What are they going to do? Fucking win like well, they're fussy, looking to win a reserve grade competition. Karta,
0: right? Fussy, Tua, uh, Molo, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. That's four spots taken. You then can't you've can't just bought Beal, the Then you've bought Hiku, uh, and then they've already got Nickel Clogstad who debuted this year and played really well. He, like, what are you doing? I oh, they know what they're doing. Bro. How many wingers and fullbacks do you need, bro? Oh yes, Stacey Jones. <laughs> Somebody, I just thought oh, Costu. What's that guy's name? Does the commentary Brock, You know who i will talk about this guy? Yeah, Mouthmaster in here. What do you think about this one, Costu? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Daryl Halligan. Dead set. No, yeah, uh,
2: like worst commentator by none seriously
0: Seriously, yeah. Warriors, figure out what you're doing. The Blake Green thing that makes perfect sense, but just Mr. Henwood, hit us up on Twitter. Die. Tell us what something, you think. Day Dyer. Sorry, I don't. I always mix up how Blake pronounces it. Let us know what you think. But honestly, you can't buy any more outside backs. You need something in the yeah. middle. I said it the other week. Adam Blair for the cash. He's not worth it. You watch his game, kick pressure, he's tackling, etc. But he doesn't lay a good platform. He doesn't get a roll on. He doesn't get quick play the balls. He's not going to fix their problems. Right, like.
1: that's, that's enough Warriors talk. We've spoken too much about the Warriors and the Titans. Play <laughs> on, move
0: on. <laughs> we have all right onto a
2: club that also don't seem to know what they're doing. Look, the Bulldogs are set to move on Dennis Hasler. And look, uh, mate, the Bulldogs culture's got to get back to what it was—that family culture. They've got to sign Dean Pay, an absolute legend of the club. The guy can coach. He's been through. Every single system there is. But I'm hearing they're looking at Toddy Payton. I just, oh. uh, I, just yeah. I don't understand it. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I'm confused because he's done a solid apprenticeship and he's up there now in North Queensland. But the whole time from all their ex-players, the board, and everyone's been blowing up is that it has to be a Bulldog. So realistically, there's only two candidates to take the job then. That's Jim Dimmick, who's been there for a long time, or Dean Pay, who's done the under-20s, been at Parramatta, yeah. uh, and is also now at Canberra. Why so. wouldn't
1: they go and get Michael McGuire?
0: Well, that was floaters, as an idea, but they're the ones that have been harping on that we need to get back to where we were and all those ex-players were banging on we need a dogs person. So, if that's the way it is, if it's pay or Dimmick, I think that hands down well, an easy choice. Well, Michael to McGuire,
1: they, you know, South tried all these South people. They had Craig Coleman, they had Jason Taylor. Yeah. Um, Jason Taylor you played, played for South. Well, I think... The,
0: no, I think the Bulldogs have found, obviously, in the past... Who was
1: the other bloke they had? The, the guy God that- no, they had a they had a, Arthur Katinas was another one they tried all these South blokes and then they had their success Jason Taylor took them to the finals and then they got in Maguire who obviously won them the contest. Well, so I think I think it's a little bit old school to say we need someone from our club to coach. They like, had Moore and all these other guys the that have been coach.
0: Bulldogs they've obviously done well. I get that. They've got a track record of it but for me I'd be going for Maguire as well Maguire's again like we said about Cleary when there's a coach like that on the market you go and get him you act and the Bulldogs yeah. we said at the start of the year they should have acted right then and there when mm-hmm. things were looking bad and just snatched Cleary up and yeah. they didn't I,
2: I, they go after Dean Pay, I think especially if their board wants to be re-elected if they sign an ex-Bulldog they haven't hosed but uh, I've got big wraps from Dean Pay. I think he'll do a good job but um Boys, on to Curtis Rona. Um, now the money is that he's tossing up between Parramatta and rugby. Um, he was almost over the line with Parramatta, um, agreed to terms uh, verbally, but hasn't put pen to paper because he's waiting on the ARU to come back with a deal that hasn't been done yet. So.
0: I'd love to keep him in in the NRL, and geez, wouldn't he be a, an asset to Parramatta? Why did he ever fucking leave? Well, he left because of money, <laughs> clearly, and I can't blame him. He probably got yeah, a massive look, look, payday. Look what the money does for you. Rugby union. He's honestly. coming back a year later. Who wants to play rugby union? He went to the Western Force. He started off over there. I grew up over that way, I think, and they've folded it up shop. And I know there's probably some nice kickers, and you get a Wallabies jersey thrown in, regardless of what you've done, which he's got straight away. There was a
1: bloke there who only played four Super Fifteen. 14 or whatever games have fucking got a debut on the weekend. Don't so, start
0: me. Cooper Vuna could yeah, barely play first you scratching grade. the bloody,
1: scratching Mate, the barrel.
0: They just seem to hand him out like they're hotcakes. But mm. if I'm Curtis Rono and I love rugby league, I'm coming back. But if it's significantly more money and that's what he's going for, he's got a family, it is a business, good on him. Take the cash if he can get it. But Parramatta, that'd be a pretty handy replacement for Rad Rara, as well as the young gun they've got, who just got named in the 20s team of the year, Greg Lilaccio. So... Um, they'd be filling that gap nicely having those two available, that's for sure. And not to mention, Rona was a junior centre coming to the grades. I'd happily play him in the centres before Takarini.
2: Yep. All right, boys, let's end the gossip on a high note, and that's Trent Hodgkinson, boys. A favourite of mine, obviously, he's playing busted. He's got a a knee that's about to fall off, but he's going to get a big payday. He's going off to Salford in the UK, so... A great wet industry
1: oh, and give the Mr. Kukash. Oh, Kukash, Kukash Marwin. Shit. Yeah. He might well, lose his legs if he top plays bad
0: the <laughs> there. Come on. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you good, what. Good for Trent. He is he's a clean skin. He's a good bloke. He he done well at his time in Manly. He done well at his time at the Bulldogs. It didn't end how you would have wanted. Uh it's been a hard school up there in Newcastle. I think the back end of the year proved that with him in there, he was good for Brock Lamb. He stabilised mm-hmm. things, he's done his job. Obviously does some outstanding stuff off the field and a real good bloke at the game. So congratulations to him. Uh, go over there, cash in, enjoy yourself for a couple of years. And who knows, he, he might last a bit longer and get a, a bit more coin out of it. But he's certainly done well in his time over here. and He's got one thing that not many New South Welshmen can say. He's got a series win. Absolutely. He, mm.
2: he won an Origin. He's won a NRL Premiership with Manly. Um, or more because you want the kids done it all. So good luck to him. And I hope that came him a bucket load because he deserves it.
0: 100%. But, uh, if that wraps us up for another week, we look at the tips and we obviously went clean sweep last week, the same picks. So we got the first two games. I think we both all got uh, the Roosters and we all got the Storm, but we got the other two games wrong. So no change here and time is running out. Uh, Box 119. I'm on 123 and gossip 127. Only two games here. Uh, two games next week and then grand final day. We've got three for all grades, so there's seven points available. Yeah, you need to make a run, mate. (laughs) I do need to make a run. I'm done. I do need to make a run, but you're gone. But Penrith against the Broncos up there, Suncourt Stadium this week. Looking at the Broncos side of things, we are recording this on a Monday, so no idea about the lineups. Don't know if they're going to make any of the changes we spoke about earlier and highly doubt it at this point, but the real questions are, I guess, are Peng, uh, is Pungai Jr. back and is Darius Boyd back for Brisbane? That is the question. Boyd will be on. And for Penrith, the Moylan situation, I've got no idea how you can play him after his season's over, so I'm going to do this with great difficulty because without the lineups, I would have maybe tipped Penrith, but I'm going to back that Boyd and Pungai Jr. are both back. I'm going to tip Brisbane at home.
1: I'm going to tip the Panthers. I think they'll win. Uh, I think it's a 60-40, as I said before. i but I'll go with the Panthers.
0: Well, with no lineups, it's it's very hard. But if, I just don't yeah.
1: like Brisbane. I I don't know. I, I don't like Penrith either. But I I just hope the Penrith stick with their spine combination. Brisbane haven't convinced me for. You know they got bashed by Parramatta twice in the last month. Uh, they were unconvincing on the weekend. I think the Roosters could have put forty past them if they really clicked. So yeah, I'll I'll put me uh, I'll hang them out there. I think the Panthers will win.
0: Gossip, you're a Panther <laughs> man. What do you reckon? Look,
2: I reckon if, if, if we have a look at the team lineups from last week, uh, I reckon that Penn North side beats that Bronco side, but Darius Boyd, he'd be a massive inclusion from a confidence builder too. I'm going to tip Brisbane only because I think Boyd will play. Um, and, geez, look, if, if Moylan plays, it's just silly. I mean, a week ago they were saying he's got mental health issues and now he's right for a final. Give me a
0: fucking break. 100%. I'm going to put it this way right now. Again, we're doing this without line-ups, but if Boyd and Pangai Jr. are out and these odds that I'm about to say from William Hill are available, I'm backing Penrith. All right? <laughs> so William Hill, the odds are the Broncos are $1.40. Brisbane, uh, sorry, the Panthers are $3. I, I don't think any final should be that far apart with the way that Penrith and Brisbane play. That'll be our charity play. bit. 100%. And I don't really blame you. You can have a crack at that one, yeah. but... Uh, $3 for the Panthers, $1.40 for Brisbane at home. Minus seven and a half is a line. $1 to 12 Broncos, $3, $4.25 for the Panthers. 13 plus Broncos is $2.50, and 13 plus for the Panthers is $8. And that is with William Hill. Remember, if you're going to bet on the NRL, any sport, you do it with WilliamHill.com. Game two, looking at the lineups, uh, I don't think there needs to be a whole lot of discussion here. I think the Cowboys have punched well above their weight. They've ups- upset a team that people thought could rattle Melbourne or a few sides in the Sharks. Their grand final was last week. Uh, if they do win this week or they make it close and dirty, full credit to them. It's been a massive season considering what they've been through, but I can't see them doing it again. So I'm going to go with the Eels. Yeah, I'll tip the
1: Eels. Yeah, apparently uh, they, they were good
2: against the Storm. I thought, although they, they lapsed in concentration a little bit and I uh, thought Jennings was quiet. Um, yeah, I'll tip the Eels. But geez, having the Cowboy has been fantastic. I think we, we mentioned about... Ten weeks ago, can the Cowboys win the comp? I think we all said no, but never. I don't think we ever thought they'd go
0: this far into it. No, well, we always said before that if uh, things went the way they were, they, they'd fight on and probably upset a team, and they've done that. So um, I think for mm-hmm. them, tick the box. This has been a great season considering what they've been through. And William Hill, they've got this one pretty lopsided again, but we saw that last week. The Eels, they are $1.38, 3.10 for the Cowboys, minus 8 is a line one to twelve. Eels three dollars four twenty five twenty five for the Cowboys. Thirteen plus the Eels two forty and nine dollars for the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, h- hard to tell without the lineups, but I think the Eels game's a bit more clear cut. I'll see them going through. But Brisbane Penrith, if Boyd and Pangai Jr are out, uh, it's it's there for the taking for Penrith. This could be massive. They could be in a preliminary final after barely scraping in in what looked dire at twenty eight nil last round against Manly. It does. Alrighty. Good bit of silence there, and a big oh, thanks for the tips, as always, up, uh, from WilliamHill.com. <laughs> if you can have a bet on the sport uh, and the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. And uh, looking at some futures odds here from William Hill, uh, they've got the futures markets up. I'm pretty sure that Melbourne got even shorter, as you'd imagine. $1.70 uh, mm-hmm. about the storm now to be the premiers. Sydney. The Roosters they are four dollars. Parramatta now into nine. The Broncos eleven. Penrith twenty six, and the Cowboys massively out there at thirty four dollars. Uh, you said on the weekend you think Parramatta can make the grand final. If you think so with that box, yeah, I do. Seven. I think if Parramatta get through this week, I'll be tipping them to beat the Roosters. Well, your value with William Hill is Melbourne are only a dollar thirty, and the Roosters a dollar fifty five. Clearly, but your value there if you like Parramatta three twenty five. Mm-hmm. The Broncos four fifty. North Queensland, favoured above Penrith at $9. So that
1: tells you the odds that Melbourne and the Roosters are going to be for their preliminary. Melbourne will be a $1. mm. $1.30 against whoever they play, and Roosters will be a $1.55 against whoever they play. Well, so. it's
0: funny here, though, to have the Panthers' shorter odds to win the comp, but to make the grand final, the Cowboys are $9, Penrith for 11 That's uh yeah, that's a bit strange. So they're
1: saying the Cowboys are the better side out of the two remaining that won last weekend. That's what they're saying.
0: Yep. And then you look at some of the Quinellas here. If it was the grand final that most of us would expect, which is Melbourne versus the Roosters, that is $2. If it went the way you're thinking... Well, actually, uh, you know what they're saying. They're saying that
1: the Panthers are going to go through Melbourne. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Melbourne, Parramatta, if it went that way, like you're thinking, it's $4. Gossip, if your Penny Panthers somehow rolled... The Melbourne Stormer made the grand final to play the Roosters or Parramatta. You'd get $21 for Par- uh, Penrith versus the Roosters. I had me at the
1: start of the year. I had bloody Melbourne, North Queensland. It could still happen. It could,
0: but you're not going to see that, unfortunately, you'd think. And Oh, uh, come on, mate. If you got Battle of the West by some miracle and it was Penrith-Parramatta grand final, $51 to be in the grand final there. It so would
1: be good to see penrith Yeah,
0: there's some uh, sharpie happening. pretty decent odds out there. And there's point scorer and top try scorer for the finals there with WilliamHill.com if you want to have a dig on that. Top try scorer, Corey Oates, he's the shortest favourite, still at four dollars, At O'Carr at six, Vunny at nine, and Rad Rara at six. They're probably the two I'd be betting on, to be honest. Mm. If you're pushing somebody through. Latrell Mitchell, ten dollars. If you think the Roosters make the grand final there. So uh yeah, just some more futures for Williamhill.com. A big thanks to them for always helping out here and the charity bets. Gossip, fingers crossed this week for the Penny Panthers, mate. See what happens. Yeah, hopefully two more repeating f- football finals. Hopefully they're nice and close. And uh, up the Penny Panthers. Up the pennies, mate. Have a good one. You too, boys. Thank you. See you, mate. See you, champion. And Boxhead, that sees us done for another week, champion. I don't know if you're
1: going to be our charity bit.
0: Yeah, you can do that. You're, you're the one who the better form here. We went down last week uh, when Manly went down. Other than that, we are looking pretty good prior to that. Yeah, but, yeah, that wraps it up. Everybody out there, it was a bit repetitive today, I apologise, but everybody's got the same thing uh, as far as the referees, the controversy, honestly.
1: Probably a bit of feedback. If you're going to post a question, read and make sure that no one else has posted it. If yeah, not
0: because I apologise for things maybe dragging out, but I'm always going to do my best to acknowledge the fact that you've asked a question, say your name, let you know that we have had it there. But if everyone's just going to ask the same thing, it is a bit boring. So have a read if you are posting a bit later. Uh, and yeah, for other people that post two days after... We've already done the podcast. It's pretty clear they're not going to be on the show when people get frustrated that we haven't replied. So uh, if you inbox us afterwards, most of the time, uh, we'll try and get back to you. But there's not many left, champion. Next week, no uh, grand final. I guess we're going to try to get Kenny on, as we always do, for the grand final. Yeah,
1: I spoke to him last week, so, so it looks like he's... We're going to get him on. So. He's a
0: very, very busy man, but he's been good enough the last two years, hopefully a third year in a row, to have Paul Ken on to talk about a bit of the season and then obviously preview the grand final. Then after that, for anyone that's joined us for the first time this year, we usually wrap things up with our awards, the fifths. We name our own team of the year separately, one to 17, and have some categories and awards, and then our season review, which is our, our big mother. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think with footy and the, how busy things are going to be, uh, I'm, I'm not really keen to cover the World Cup, to be honest. Oh, I'll see how we go at the end. I don't, mean, like, I don't mean at all, but we're not going to be doing weekly updates on the no. World Cup. The World Cup is pretty straightforward. Preview, forward. review. If anybody out there thinks the World Cup's going to have some kind of massive upset, you've got to give yourself a triple. It's Australia, it's England, it's New Zealand. New Zealand aren't in the best of form. England will come out here, it, but I'm basically going to sit here and say, if you want to do a preview right now, it's Australia versus one of those two. Yeah. That's uh, a
1: preview. The other thing we we're talking about is we're going to be thinking about doing a game companion.
0: Well, for anyone uh, out there that listens to Joe Rogan's podcast, I don't know if anyone does, but basically, it's a podcast they do around UFC fights. So it's a couple of blokes obviously watching the fight. They're talking about it as it's going on. Now, they're also just shooting the shit and having a bit of a chin wag as well. It's something that we might be able to do uh, for a game. And obviously, well, let us
1: know if you're interested in it.
0: If anyone's interested in that side of things, so
1: you'd have to record the game and play the game, and we'd be talking through, and you could listen as you watch the game. So, so it'd be
0: like watching the game with us pretty much. It's basically what we do every week. We generally are pretty busy with footy and other bits and pieces. We we'll record most games and watch it not long after. Yep. So we won't see the result, but if we we will record maybe. Up until halftime, and then play the game. So we're on. I'm also live.
1: looking into live podcasting. I'm not sure whether
0: that's a possibility. But well, two sure. things we've got to look into more on the off season because it's hard now. There's been some changes uh, with our podcasting platform, so we're gonna to have to look into that. But uh, I've heard people talk about YouTube channels as a way to set something up like that, yeah. and uh, obviously have a feed that way or live podcasting like Brock. So hopefully, some big things coming uh, in the near future for next season. But just more highlighting for the rest of this year. Show next week, grand final preview, the fifths award show, and then probably a season wrap with a bit of World Cup. So realistically, probably four episodes left. Beautiful. Not much fifth. I'm ready for a break. Yep, and not much football, but finals this week to anybody whose team we got eliminated last week. Commiserations, but please keep following the football. Enjoy the NRL. Panthers fans. Good luck this week. The Broncos, the Eels, the Cowboys. Hopefully, we get two more cracker finals. Who will move on to face the Roosters and the Storm in the preliminary finals to make the NRL grand final? Thank you, Rich and Residential, and thank you, Williamhill.com. Everybody, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
2: Bring it on. Give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Are you... What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?